Well, I mean, do we really need a script though? I mean, half the time it's like we see we it's more like the general deal. We're gonna do a weekly catch up, so we just talk about what we did, and then somehow in some way it just branches off into its own little thing. If I'm gonna fucking hit you, <laughs> oh wait, 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 uh, uh Alexa, um, dim the lights to twenty percent. Ooh. Oh, now we're in setting the mood. This is oh, sex lace. Let Yo. me, let me just <laughs> Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Uzumaki podcast where we are spiraling out of control. It is not after hours. It's pretty daylight. But I am your host with the most, the cringe, Louis Shade. And with me as always is my lovable, huggable, edible, cringeable, and Kirbyable. You won't get that joke, but Saya would. Inside joke. And Saya. Chief Black Hand. It's yeah. daylight saving times is gonna fuck it up anyway. Oh, when when's daylight savings time? I feel like that's in uh, November, I believe. Oh, I believe okay. it's November. Did you notice it's been getting colder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and during the morning, I'm like, I'll be in my bed. Like, oh fuck, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's getting fucking colder. Um, I gotta sit right here. Okay. Um, but yeah, the weekly catch up. What'd you do? Work and uh, so this past Tuesday. Uh, you know, I went to work and it was like slow as fuck. Yeah. Since school's back in, it's just slow now. Honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. yeah. During the summer, it's busy as fuck. You know, we need people. But once school's. Summer blockbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once school gets in, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be slow as fuck. A lot of y'all going to be going home hella early. <laughs> oh, my God. Except for the. F- oh, oh, shit. Except for the managers. Managers stay regardless. Unless there's like. If there's one, it's fine. If there's two, one of y'all's going home unless, you know. You need help. Yeah. But that's just how it is now. Fucking just, uh, well, like there's like some people that came by earlier, like when I was working, it's like fucking smelled like weed and shit. <laughs> like this one dude, I'm pretty sure he sells fucking weed because he was paying cash for his shit. And man pulled out a fucking wad of money in his fucking hand, bro. <laughs> like just like hiding, trying to hide it behind the counter off to the side. And you know, I was just looking at it like, nigga, I can see you. <laughs> it's like fucking just count like all those fucking bills. Like, I'm pretty sure like there was ones, twenties, fives, and that shit. Oh my it was God. a fat fucking stack. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't care about working, I would have reached enough over the counter, grabbed his shit, and took off in the back. <laughs> God damn. <it. laughs> Wait, other than that, anything? Any games you've been playing? Any games? Uh, no. Mostly just been Apex, honestly. Yeah, I was just, saying because you haven't really been on the server. I mean, if we... Well, leave. actually, some. so with that, it's either, like, I'm trying to game with my buddies if they're on. Yeah. Or I'm actually busy or I'm, like, at a... Like, there's times where I'm in town and then they start up the server. Yeah. And I'm, like... Like it's, I'm already... Like, since I'm already in town, it's just, like, I don't get home till like, another 20, 30 minutes later. But I'm already in town for like an hour. So it just like just pans out to like me not being able to make it onto the server or by the time I get home and I see I start check Discord, see if there's anybody still on, everyone else is like not playing seven days or <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't or um I haven't really been playing seven days because um the podcast. I've been fucking planning everything out. And then when I'm available I'm like, fuck I'm tired, I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully fucking um Slash home homeboy daddy slash yes sir is um is is like oh yeah don't no worries I won't yeah, call it he's chill as fuck about it honestly yeah until he gets really racist and starts saying that six million wasn't <laughs> enough <laughs> I'm just joking slash uh but yeah oh fuck but yeah uh, I've been actually trying to do like wait hold wait, the whole wait did you see um Goku 
from yes, Fortnite? Yes, I did, actually. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've already started seeing fucking TikToks about that shit, bro. Dude, I've just been seeing Twitter on Hey, Vegeta, way. let's go drop uh, Tilted Towers. I want to beat Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I think one where they paid the, um, the actual voice actor that does the narration. Yeah. He's like... Goku, Goku made it to Tilted Towers. Where will he <laughs> land next? Tune in next time. It's like fucking dude. <laughs> so fucking Vegeta is like, you're right, Kakarot. I'm not, I'm here to find Ariana Grande. Archie's the Earth's mightiest hero. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Uh, but yeah, when when that when that came out, me and Jalen we stayed up to watch the trailer, even though we watched it because it leaked. We're like, hey, let's go watch it. Right, then, yeah, um, it's always good to watch it again. Yeah. Then um. The we have to wait for the fucking update. Oh yeah. You might want to give me money for tickets. For what? Dragon Ball Super Heroes is actually coming out tomorrow. Dragon Ball what? Dragon Ball. It's like so. It's basically like the anime series of uh, Dragon Ball Super, but remember they added heroes to it, so it's like its own little spinoff thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. That movie's actually gonna be coming out tomorrow. I thought you knew. I don't. I don't fuck with Dragon Ball. <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. Honestly. All I like is Roshi. <laughs> so. <laughs> Honestly, when I think about like that whole series, it's like they give Goku whatever transformation he can get, yeah. and they throw in a bunch of other shit with it too. Like, oh, let's get Goku like Super Saiyan four, but with Ultra Instinct, or or let's make Super Saiyan four gold. <laughs> <laughs> like they just throw transformations at fucking Goku, bro. It's like here, try this shit out. Here, try this shit out. <laughs> I wanted. Well, speaking of Goku, I wanted to get him on Fortnite. I was all happy saving up my V bucks, and then I was like, oh wait. I'm short 300. I'm like, I'll save it. I'll probably get it by this weekend. Scroll down, fucking seeing Roshi's back bling and his fucking, um, <laughs> right, his, his turtle back and his fucking staff. I was like, me <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my hand's moving on his own. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I bought that. Then I bought the cloud, the Nimbus cloud. Oh yeah, I heard you can get those as mystics in the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, or I haven't really played it because um, that, that the following day I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play it. What was it Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, then I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play it. Then I came back from work and I was like, I'm going to mix that podcast. <laughs> then when I played, I was like, oh no, the fucking audio is fucked. <laughs> so then I messaged Tomboy. I was like, hey, the audio is kind of fucked. Do you want to post it as is or you want to redo it? And he's like, yeah, we can redo it. I was like, how about tonight? And he's like, yeah, tonight's, like, tonight's good. So then we did redid it that night. Not bad, not bad. And then now it's thir- Wednesday. You know, I just thought about it, but like... I have to update my fucking Fortnite, so now I can't. I might not be able to play it tonight. Which well, kinda tonight, sucks. Uh, I'll probably just play some Half Life, Half Life Alex, like I was true, saying. True. Because what I've been doing this past week was uh, playing Half Life. You see my the yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent Half Life <laughs> two in the, the episodes, and then I was like. I'm gonna play Half Life Alex, but I was like getting my mind ready, <laughs> watching lore videos. Because I played it before, but I'm gonna hundred percent it this time. I want to know everything. <laughs> exactly. And then, um, um, oh yeah, fucking my garden, dude. I, I you seen the garden? Oh yeah, green beans. They were the fucking green beans. I had a shitload of green beans. Yeah. I mean, like, technically, that one's like really light, so like yellow beans. Yellow, yeah, yellow beans. Yellow beans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have these for tomorrow. Next year, next year's planting. Then we harvest some radish in the kitchen. Hell and yeah. then um, when I check the corn, it's small, like like that. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, and then um, I think that one's gonna be done probably next next month. And 
Fucking, there's a pumpkin. Dude, I didn't even know it was a pumpkin. I thought it was a fucking uh, squash. <laughs> but I was like, oh shit, it's a fucking pumpkin. And my mom's all like, yeah, we've been we've been planting or planted pumpkins. I'm like, you planted pumpkins? You didn't fucking tell me. <laughs> so yeah, so I've been been extra extra care, giving them extra water with the pumpkins. Like, fuck it, you guys better come out before Halloween. <laughs> There's a some fucking YouTuber named Wellen. He's actually he actually started growing his own pumpkins too. <laughs> Real? Yeah, uh, I think it was like a few months ago. I don't know how they do. I think they're doing really well. But yeah, he's like one of the, he's one of those storytellers that play Rust and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Or like they play it, then they you know they edit it and they tell a whole story about it, like what they did, you know how they felt, shit like that. So, um, Sherry from um fucking Grandma Skyrim. Okay, kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah, his his videos are actually kind of cool though. Man's actually really he's actually a really good gamer if you think about it. Like yeah. on Rust and shit, the whole bow and arrow. Sometimes it's hard to hit people, but then you just see him like fucking. They're like maybe twenty thirty meters out or whatever. He just can't even aim properly with the bow. He just sends it. and looks away. You can hear that fucking that uh that damage indicator that hit. Yeah. He just hears that. He's like, oh. <laughs> God damn it. So I'm such a gamer. <laughs> God damn it. He's a quirky gamer boy. Yeah, but he's he's pretty cool though. Like there's times where he gets like actually gets jump scared if people show up out of nowhere or some shit. So <laughs> he's not like one of those guys who try to be cool or whatever. He just lets it all out, just fucking screaming or <laughs> being God. fucking toxic if he wants to. <laughs> God damn it! What else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, then what else you been doing? Uh, dude, honestly, I just been grinding Apex, trying to get uh, oh, yeah, in that Apex. whole rank system. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying. So for the longest, I've always gotten up to gold. I've never been able to get to platinum, so like I just been grinding the fuck out of it on ranked. It's hard. God. They brought back the first map, Kings Canyon, but they like added a bunch of changes to it, so yeah. it's not like it's not like we're Skull Town or not uh, not Skull Town, but uh oh I mean, Skull Town is like really like they already took it down and shit, so it's a whole different area. They just call it Relic. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was this little uh, this little facility that was over like a big canyon. Yeah, that, that's gone. So now that whole canyon's filled up. So they 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 put off any parts of the map where you can drop off right away, and die. They they took that out. So it's just one solid map. And the third parties in that shit is fucking is horrendous. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Like you you hear fighting off in the distance. Oh man, let's go over there. Once you get there, it's like two teams fighting at first. You join in. You fucking you know trying to clean it up, and then a whole another squad fucking comes in. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous, bro. How many people are fucking watching you in that bitch? God damn. We were well, shooting at <laughs> Yeah, we were shooting at people. It doesn't matter if it's rain. <laughs> we tried pubs. <laughs> it was the same fucking thing. <laughs> God damn. We were shooting at people and stuff like that. Next year I get fucking domed in the back of the head. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I try to, you know, take cover behind this fucking barrier or some shit. You know, trying to heal up. I get fucking domed from another angle. Oh I'm my like, God. I hate this fucking game. And then the new legend that they have, uh, what's her fucking name? It's uh, Vantage. Yeah. Her fucking ultimate, she has a sniper. Yeah. Where, like, she has a sniper, and then she has a passive where she looks through the sights, and she'll, like, highlight targets, who they are, what their armor is, and what their fucking health is. Also, she has an advantage? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, wow. fucking, it's fucking cool ridiculous, name. though, because, like, when she hits you, it, it marks you. So whoever hit whoever um hits you next or like they get another shot off, it actually acts as a crit, or like a like a headshot or some shit like that. Yeah. So let's say she hits you for like seventy and you're marked. Let's say someone hits you with a fucking like uh, 
like a fucking longbow that hits you normally for like maybe 60 or 60 to the body or something like that. Yeah. If you're marked and you get hit by that, it'll jump it by like 20 or so. So you're getting hit by like for 80. And it's worse if it's a headshot. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, oh, they always yeah, fucking truly. turn on their ultimate. You, there's a laser to let you know that laser is like, that, that laser is kind of easy to miss. Yeah. It's just fucking. They just they just scan everywhere like oh there's niggas over here oh there's motherfuckers over here. <laughs> God damn <laughs> they, it. they see you before you can fucking see the whole squad. God. Yeah, it's it's bad when it gets shit like that too. And a lot of them they have this weird fucking like they can they can send out a bat. I thought yeah. the bat uses like some fucking echolocation or some shit like that. No, it doesn't do that in that game. It's just. She just sends the bat out, and then she jumps to the bat. Like, she, like, flies to it to get a better angle or whatever. Yeah. Or, I'm getting a better advantage over here. There's a better advantage over here. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) It's just ridiculous, though. It's only only cool whenever I get to kill people, like, kill, like, advantage. Yeah. She's trying to, like, fly away on her fucking bat. Because she's just just in the... Exactly. (laughs) She's just fucking, like, skeet shooting, bro. Just... They just fucking all I hear is pull. It's just in the air. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ragdoll. Exactly. So she's all trying to get away from me. It's like, you're fucking retarded. God damn. I was so close to her, too. It's like, <laughs> you're not getting nowhere. <laughs> we were thinking about playing Apex, but now I was like, there's it's, too it's many rough. fucking live service games I'm playing at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing Fall Guys, Genshin Impact. Fortnite. Dude, I have not touched Genshin in a while. Same here. Same yeah. here. I played it the other day, and I was, I was like, I'm gonna wait till the next update. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad that I, I missed Klee, a little terrorist, yeah, the bomber, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna fucking get Klee, and then guess she she dipped. And now it's a new person. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, for like that that guy I was trying to get to the one with the fucking demon mask and shit. Oh, you mean um, Chow? Yeah, yeah. I got I got sad when I, when I got sad when I missed that too. I was like, fuck. I'm just I I, I said to everyone I was like. Uh, I don't mind stopping Genshin because I got Venti. Yeah. Once he comes back, though, I'm going to grab my ass off so I can hit his fucking constellation. <laughs> <laughs> I might just take a look at it, see who's there. If it's someone, if it's anyone good, I might just try to grind it out and shit like that. The, the, there's an event happening. I think really? it ends on the, the 24th, I think. I might need Sundays? to. I might need to update it. I don't know. There's a lot of shit I need to update on my fucking PC too. I know. Yeah, I was gonna tell you that because I updated like my graphics card. Oh yeah, like, I need to. Do, I need to do my drivers too. Fuck. Yeah, I did that just. Uh, I think yesterday. Yeah, there's. Uh, I need to find. There's one of them I gotta find again. It's like it doesn't actually show it on there. You just kind of like have to try and pick one. Oh similar. Yeah. yeah. I need to do that. Then of course I need to do the fucking graphics card. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. That shit takes too long. That's the G- oh yeah yeah because you have to do it through Windows huh? yep nah mine's right. I have to I go to the AMD store and everything or the <laughs> store not the store the website but yeah I forgot what I was gonna say too. oh yeah and I was working on you seen the yes sir it's kind of like a rough draft uh, it came out good it's just those those little those little, the pieces. little blops and yeah. then I'm like when we put on the shirts I was like. It's kind of small <laughs> 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 so I told Jalen I was like we'll fire we'll save up for the. 20 by 24s we got we're working on that because cringe tober yes, fucking cringe tober dude uh, fucking i i today i marked everything down so you the schedule what i'm gonna work on got the interviews unlocked 
And hopefully it'll be a good Quinstober this year. Honestly, dude, like if if we ever think about expanding to hoodies, like I already had the idea in my head, like it's gonna be like maybe like a black hoodie. You can have like the logo and shit, like us in the front. Yeah. And then have like Uzumaki podcast in the back and on the fucking arms, put like some type of lettering and shit on there too. Like like Japanese lettering and shit. We could do that. Yeah. Exactly. I was just like just throw just throw shit at it, you know. I know. Yeah, I was I was telling Jalen I was like. Or, um, I have a, oh, you can't fucking, those two books, I have two books right there. One's a VHS, um, cover art from the eighties because, um, this little, little, little sneak peek for, um, Cringetober, the, the art is going to be inspired by old eighties horror movies. Not bad actually. So yeah, that's why, that's why I have the book. I've been looking at it, been reading it. Cause if you know, for people who listen, I do research. I do a shitload of research. <laughs> he does. He really I, does. I really go into like in depth, like like right now, like two two people will be like, "Oh, it's just a cover art." But me, I'm like, I gotta find every little detail <laughs> and why it's like this and certain like that. It's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Plus, it gives you a reason to ask people, "Why did you choose this?" And you can fucking just spit it at them. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, um, like um, homeboy. I I said. Oh, we chose Uzumaki because it's a spiral and we're spiraling out of control because when I talk to the host, we'll eventually talk about something else. <laughs> but in reality, you know the story. We're trying to think of the name for it. And then the fucking anime book, the Uzumaki, was right there. And I was like, hey, why don't we just call it Uzumaki? <laughs> 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 and then like after a while, I'm like, it does make sense because when we talk to the fucking the interviewers, it'll be an interview and all of a sudden it'll just... Yeah, just like, at at some point, twelve into madness. Yeah, just like they tell their own story about something else entirely, or we tell them ours or some shit, or we all just talk about some random, random ass fucking subject. Exactly, exactly, and that that that's why I like about the podcast. That's what separates us from somebody else because everyone's like fucking serious. Yeah, they try. They they always try to get like they got. They always have like a set schedule, like seriously set. They got to talk about this for a certain time, and then they exactly do this and this. I'm like, that's uh. Not my that's not not my kind of thing. <laughs> I know yeah, my leeway is that yeah we I kind of have a schedule, but then like I try to make the weekly dinkies at yeah. least thirty minutes or forty minutes, but then like the interviewer I have it like you can talk as long as you want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. It's like all all you you got the floor. You, you exactly. You tell I want to be like you're human. We're all humans. We're <laughs> the human element to this podcast. <laughs> like like fucking uh, Big Dick Jeffrey. Remember like in the beginning he was all like. Hey, you, you gotta yeah, use my government exactly. voice. Exactly. And then, like, after a while, he's just fucking stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. It was good to have That's how it works, man. Play. Yeah, for real, honestly. He, yeah, he should be back again this weekend. I'm not too sure. But, Cringetober. Cringetober. Yes, we should. You got a whole lot know. of things for Cringetober. I know it's like, what, a month and a half away. Yes. But, it's gonna yeah. be big. It's gonna yep. be bigger than last year. Honestly, plus, we got a whole day, so. A whole what? Uh, we had a whole day for that whole like that one thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, we can say it's just the um the Halloween special, because it, it's that's like the bound to happen. Oh shit, it's bound to happen. The holiday special. Exactly. But we're gonna have a we're gonna have games. We're gonna have um little kids. Um, they can come and they can get candy. Um, Jonathan Ned is gonna be here. <laughs> um, Rob Zombie. Jonathan Nez is going to show up just as Rambo. <laughs> hey, we got we got Jonathan, not Jonathan Nez, but um Jonathan. <laughs> you think he'll even do it? Who Jonathan? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you got to ask him. <laughs> uh, like thinking about it, he just might because I see his like, a lot of his TikToks. And it's like it's just like random moments or funny moments he finds. Yeah. 
And then he made a compilation video of him playing fucking horror games or just getting scared out of nowhere. <laughs> he fun. should be here for um, the Halloween special. Yeah, like, like I said, like we're he all has... gonna. Oh shit! Well, I'll cut this out. Yeah, <laughs> but he should be here for the holiday special. He should. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll talk to him about it. See, I him, like, see what he says. I'm setting the mood because look, we already got our first decoration. It's a pumpkin. That's just gonna go bad. <laughs> <laughs> God, but I can't wait for Cringetober. Sadly, you couldn't be here for the interview. Yeah, I know shit happens, but yeah, hey, I mean, at least we get least least it's done. At least it gets yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. At least it's done. Now I just need to mix everything. As soon as I'm done with this, I might mix it. Or I might hop on Half-Life. I don't know. It's up, it's up to you. But yeah, like, like another thing, the whole leeway, like, not everybody has to be there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I, like, for interviews, I always don't have to be there. It would be cool, but, like, you, you already handle it and everything. So. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, and it's just, if one person can't do it, you know, they already got, you're already here. Yep, yep. And that's the podcast. That's the Uzumaki Guarantee. Yes, sir. <laughs> and um, what else? Uh, just working honestly, on merch. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just merch. Honestly, like the merch looks pretty good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I've been showing I will, you. I will contribute. contribute. I will, I, honestly, I don't mind buying the fucking shirts if you. Yeah, well, I was. Oh, that's why I, I wrote everything down. Like, gotta find out the 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 amount of the cost of shirts and shit like that. Like, well, you just saw me. I was looking yeah, up. Yeah, honestly, we could just check Amazon. like Hobby Lobby and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have they have a whole fucking row of just like all black, white. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking at too. And then like we just need, yeah, just, I wrote it all in my my little, little um, death note. CVL constellants, constellants. Uh, what the fuck is that? I can't even. I have a brain fart moment. Uh, consultants. Consultants. I'm a constellants. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I just found it. Like, is this like a ledger? No, what the? F- it's a fucking book. But it's like, a, like a, a journal. Planning, survey, landscape, civil. Yeah, that's that's. They they make their own fucking books. Yeah, see, it's um. This is our consultants, our planning and survey. It's um, Cringe Tober twenty twenty two, and has what I'm gonna do as a as a musician and a producer, and what we're gonna do as as producers or um, podcasters. Yes. And the merch yes sir and i got yes, everything sir. laid out and just just to let you guys know it's gonna be a big big month for us yes it then is followed yes, by the is. um by um turkey the turkey season then followed by cringemas cringemas is my own thing for the podcast for like a fucking episode or some shit oh shit fucking Santa Nez no, freezing my ass off in this bitch exactly <laughs> <laughs> leave the window open <laughs> god damn it we have the window opens now because like we're like fuck it man if they hear the fucking like see there's a dog in the back if they hear a dog in the back if they hear the fucking car in the back like fuck that I don't give a shit, shit. I'm, fucking, the I'm fucking sweating the wolf's was... number one fans back here exactly actually um, I see Armin's dog again he's running around I, I honestly, I th- I always figured they just kept kept it like like leashed up or whatever on the fence. Yeah, um, he, so. um, is it a he? Yes. Yeah, he gets um, he gets out. I don't know how, but he gets out because he was he was um, he was leashed up when I went walked down there. I'm thinking they just you know they just probably take him off it, but shit, he, he's lucky though. He if he was doing that shit like what five years ago, dead. Exactly. <laughs> or seven years ago with the cats, they would have beat him up. <laughs> 
Uh, what was your old white dog name? I don't. Amy. Amy. Remember, Amy. there she died in the she fucking. She did. Because yeah. who, 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 who left her out? Uh, I, I don't remember who let I her out. I just, I not just not. know that she got fucking attacked. She was bleeding. She was. She just went back and just sat in a washer that we had outside. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and she just. Then she just died in there. She like, was a feisty one though. She was that. even toward me, bro. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you! I feed you." And you're still trying to bite me and shit. That shit was fucking funny. Like, Fuck you! Like, it's, it's a fucking chihuahua. It was like she was a small dog a too. Small so white like, chihuahua. Exactly. Like, Menace Fuck society. You. <laughs> exactly, bro. Or it was like I was just chilling, and then one day she tries to fucking bite my ankle. I'm like, "Yo, I'm about to kick the fuck out of you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember. Um, you all remember Jaletta's uh, neighbor, Jaletta, uh, her family. Yeah. So they let out their little dog, right? And we were playing basketball. They let it out, and then I guess Pat or whatever went back into his house. He left the gate just a little bit open. Oh! Grizzly came out, God. grabbed that fucker by the neck, tossed him around, threw his ass on the ground, went back in. Like nothing God. happened. <laughs> you were I, like, oh shit! I hated Grizzly dude. Yeah, he was a he was a fucking douche bro dude he was i remember when when he died and pat was all sad <laughs> and then fucking elijah was like fuck yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like i want to say shit but i'm kind of happy too <laughs> yeah he, he always, like every basketball we lost every basketball over the fence lost exactly unless we had the balls to fucking get it but other than that no Exactly. No, we always, I remember we would always send Pernell. Yeah, Pernell, Sambo, someone to fucking climb that fence. Fucking Sid was all boss. Like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, stuff shoes. I always heard that moment. Like, God damn it. We gotta, yeah. we gotta get Sid on. Uh, I can I can talk to him, but I don't know when he'll be back. Just he, have him call. Or, yeah. True. Yeah, I think I can call him. But yeah, I'll, I'll speak with him about it. Maybe next no week problems. or so. I'll just ask him if he's free. No problems. I'll probably message him too on Insta. Yeah, Be yeah. Like, that'll work. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> I haven't heard from daddy in a while. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, that, that's that's the weekly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, a ho. A ho. A ho. Um, Pussy. Emilio Estevez gives a remarkable performance. Michael Wilmington, Los Angeles Times. Kiefer Sutherland is charismatic in a sinuous and subtle way. Bruce Kirkland, Toronto Sun. Lou Diamond Phillips is a compelling presence. Lynn Darling, Newsday. Charlie Sheen is magnetic. Gary Franklin, ABC TV, Los Angeles. USA Today says you'll get a bang out of Young Guns. Young Guns, rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Okay, there we go. There we go. Alrighty. Um. Wait. How should I? Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. We. We had a little technical difficulties. <laughs> it was all my fault. Oh, yeah, it was it was my fault. It was my fault. I was like listening back, I was like, alright, let me do this. And then I was like listening, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? The audio is fucked. <laughs> I just thought it wasn't cringe enough for you, bro. <laughs> no props, no props. Well we got like, here gotta, gotta, gotta level up Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh we got here, uh Oh yeah, we got here a uh, young gun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you forgot to uh, do the other introduction. Remember my clan? Let me do that right now. Oh uh, fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah. We can start over if you want. Yeah, do it, do it. Right, right. You go for it. Say your clan. Yeah, tell you shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. 
Cousin, <laughs> bro, I'm everybody's cousin. I swear, I be go. I can't go out anywhere without anybody saying, "Hey, you kind of cousin." Exactly, especially that. Especially that Kiani one. The Kiani is fucking like everybody's Kiani. All right, I love everybody's cousin. Exactly. Well, I went to the I went to the concert, the recent concert, the Wiz Khalifa and Logic one. Yeah. And the same, same thing there, too. Hey, you look like my cousin. Do you know this guy? And I'm like, no, I don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Well, we got um, L.O.G. Rez. Yeah, ho. Um, Tohachi to rapper. Not, definitely not an A.C. rapper. Yeah, Tohachi, uh, New Mexico, 505. Ex- I know this is not Tohajale. Every week it's a twister. Every time I say, oh, I'm from Tohachi. Oh, you mean Tohajale? And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? No, I mean Tohachi. It's like completely the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Sounds similar, especially outsiders. Like, especially when I went to school, I'd be sitting in my class, my teacher, oh, I know where that's at. Breaking Bad was filmed over there. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's the wrong uh, place. I messed, with breaking, I messed with Breaking Bad, but that's not my area. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, yeah. Um, how are you? Who, who are you? Um, we know you rep the Tohachi, the four one four ninety one. Um, how did you get into rap? So I first started. Well, I was probably exposed to it just listening to it at a young age. I remember as early as I can recall, it was probably maybe at least like six or seven. Yeah. And, um, you know, every kid kind of grew up at the grandma's house a lot. So you know, my auntie also lived there. So she would she would play a lot of Fifty Cent. You know, play a lot of the game Lloyd Bain, Eminem, Wu Tang Clan. A lot of East Coast stuff, West Coast stuff. You know the cliche when you grow up in the res, everybody grows up listening to NWA, yeah. Ice Cube, Warren G. That's just kind of how it was in my household. But at the same time, um, well, my 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 dad and my his brothers also a lot of that stuff too. So I kind of grew up around just hearing it constantly. It's not like I was six years old wanting to be a rapper already. It was <laughs> day. Yeah, and um, I I also grew up around a lot of country. You know, country. Always. And I just kind of, I just kind of really was infatuated with how people were able to express themselves um, lyrically whenever they just get on the mic or whenever they hear a beat. And George Strait, I always say he's the only Delgado guy that's good on any res, bro. <laughs> exactly. And no doubt about that. Yeah, everybody messes with George Strait, and you know, just listen to him. Every time that comes on, I always hear all my uncles. Anybody can just imagine their uncle, and this is how it was for me. And but for me, I, from a young age, I already realized I'm not a singer. Certain country singers, they have to have the actual talent to be vocal with singing, and I don't really have that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's maybe, that, maybe that's the reason why I branched out to hip-hop, because poetically, I was there. I've always, I've always been writing. I've always had things on my mind to talk about and things that I could express to the reader. Yeah. And from a young age, everybody told me that was kind of like my talent, so I never... I like to do anything with that because I'm from a generation where everybody says you got to be a doctor or an engineer and go to school. So I said, that's cool. So I, I left for school. I graduated 2014. You know, from high, home in the Cougars. Not bad. And Shout out to the Cougars. I here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came out here to UNM and Albuquerque. And that's where I was just kind of more exposed to all of this inner city living. Because I'm just a res boy. Yeah. You know, I'm just, 
just a rich boy. That's all I know. All 18 years of my life, and then I come out here for school, and then I'm I'm forced to mix with uh, all these different cultures, you know, all these different ideas, and these um, just everything. All these things bouncing off of me, and then at the same time, you try to maintain your resiliency because there's a lot of stuff you can gain from the city compared to the res. Yeah, but it really, really, it really depends on how you want to spend your time. So when it came down to it, I remember I got my first scholarship check, and the first thing I did was I bought me a PS4, and I just kind of got me some notebooks, and that's all I would do, bro. Not bad. I just play games to keep me in. When it's kind of free. You don't have to go. You don't have to pay no money. You just kind of sit there playing some video games, relax. And then as my thoughts would come to me, I would kind of just hit my notebook, and I just keep writing, keep writing, and just rolling with it. And I also hang out with the homies at their place. And our little form of a kickback would just be playing some Nintendo 64, some Mario Kart. Those nights were the most epic for the crew. We always talk about it. And uh, I remember the very first time I busted out my notebook because I heard a beat. And I just really, I just really chilled and fun. And of course, it wasn't a five star. It wasn't an A1 yet. It wasn't where I'm at now. But they respected it. And... That was kind of like my very first basis of like, man, I can't really do this if I have some support. So, you know, day one's homie was always supporting me and kind of just kept the gym rolling. My uh, my buddy D-Tag, we know each other since I first got here to UNM. I noticed his guitar and his piano inside of his room. Yeah. And then he moved out of the dorms to his own crib. So, you know, he moved all his instruments in too. But I ain't never really seen him play or anything like that. So I finally told him, I said, hey, you should try to uh, play something like that. Or do you make beats? And he said he didn't know how. He just knew how to play instruments because he liked it. And so from that point, we just kind of kept talking about, like, okay, so crazy. We can make our own music, you know, this and that. And it was kind of neat because over the years, I feel like I've grown into my character and I feel like the rhymes in itself have kind of take on, taken on the life of its own. And just, just witnessing the growth in it was pretty pretty cool to see where I came from from a little six-year-old to meeting the homie D-Tag in college and so now we're putting stuff out almost like four four or five years later I know yeah yeah I notice you guys always you guys always work together is he like your personal producer yeah yeah basically that's kind of like the mutual agreement I mean it's not a formal agreement but it's just our understanding since we first started because it's kind of like okay you know you're my day one homie <clears throat> nobody I, I don't even know what where to get beats from i don't know anybody else to get beats from and even if i did it never went as far as actually getting on the track it yeah. was just kind of like oh okay i know he makes beats and that was kind of about it but you know d-tag he's been my day one homie so we kind of seen each other almost like every day throughout the years and, and finally um after he graduated he was finally able to get um, an engineering job because he's a civil engineer yeah and he he grabbed some equipment for his computer you know especially the fl studios and that's pretty that's pretty expensive in itself but he got that that was the first investment and that's what made me say oh it's a serious about it. okay so um i ended up working as well i took a little break from school i did six years from mechanical engineering i um, i just took a little break i'm planning on going back eventually but like i said this six years i did two 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 of those years i also minored in native american studies too so i'm a big bookworm you know i did my time in the books in school no problem, no problem. And, um, but, but, yeah, so after I took a break from school, I ended up going to work, and bro, I worked multiple jobs at different times. One of my very first jobs, I remember, like, I would constantly think about my music stuff was when I worked at McDonald's, because, bro, let me tell you, you do not know the true meaning of testing your patience until you work the morning shift in the drive-thru <laughs> window. Oh, my God. 
Uh, you do not know how like, disrespectful people can get. Like even the old ladies, even oh my god, just like wow, in the morning, dude. things like that. Yeah, and I was getting paid eight dollars and eighty cents an hour, and for my orientation, me and my little brother actually got a job there, dude. We really had to sit through a four, five hour orientation, you know, going through some, some, um, some orientation book that was thicker than the Bible. Oh my god! I was, I was just like, where's my life headed? Because I just recently took a break from school. I committed to it. I said, okay, I'm going to take my break. I'm just going to work and try to maintain my pounds. And I was like, man, I I got to. I've been talking about this rap stuff for a while. I got to pursue it. I wonder if there's money in it. Yeah. So, you know, the years went by. I need to take, you know, different jobs. I've worked at, you know, Taco Bell. I've worked at, I worked at Intel, you know, for some little toll moving company. I worked, I ran a pizza joint because everybody quit. And I kind of had to step up for free. <laughs> You know, things like that. Pizza I was time. even a security guard on the res. I oh, was going home about it, and they always laugh about that. They're like, damn, you were really out there risking your life for $8? So I was like, yeah, bro, that's how <laughs> I was out there holding it down for like, holding it down for the, the Chiska the Community School. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's around the Mesa. Yeah, bro, when I tell you, you know, these sketchy as that, but ain't nothing but building a lot of character through all of these positions that I put myself up in with Tubbs and after all of that reanalyzation, I started telling myself, this is what it's like to be res. My exactly. people have struggles. They didn't they went through way more struggles than I have, you know, with a whole lot less hope and they still maintain. So what am I complaining about? And exactly. So these are the thoughts. Yeah, these are the thoughts that would always go through my head as I'm doing these jobs and I'm trying to figure things out. And what better way to make sense of things than to write it down? So I remember I used to write things down constantly. Like even if it's just like two things that rhyme together, three things that rhyme together, or even if it doesn't even rhyme at all, even if it's just a basic thought or just a simple philosophy. And I write it down and I try to make something else rhyme with it later. And so exactly. I remember sitting in that little yeah, sitting in that little security desk and it was just like a little box. You know, just everything else everything outside that door, you're just exposed to the elements. So it's just kind of like you're just in a little cubicle. <laughs> you ain't got no backup, no nothing. So don't, then there's no services there too. So it's not like I can pull out my phone and just call. It's, it's I don't know, bro. You're just Something alone else, in the but, desert. Like I said, yeah. Even when I was delivering pizzas, I was out here trying to spit out some runs as I passed the time, getting too much from my destination to deliver the pie. So, <laughs> and I've always, just, I always just kind of been that homie in the clip that was just kind of like, I just stay on my way with words. I could sit back with the homies. We just kind of BS for hours. Sometimes they'll, they'll just ask me, like, how do you even think about this stuff? Or you should have wrote that down. Or you should use that for a skit. We'd be going full on on this stuff. It's funny. So when I hear your podcast, it reminds me a lot about that. Yeah, when I'm hearing about you, I'm like, what the fuck? Am I looking in the mirror? Because <laughs> that's basically how it was. Because yeah. I would just write yeah, randomly here and there. Exactly, yeah. But, um... Speaking of, like, your first times, like, when when was the first time you actually recorded? So, the very first time that I recorded, <clears throat> well, the very first time I ever recorded, it was just the, my earliest stuff that I on my SoundCloud. Yeah. And that was just through, that was just off of my phone, so I had to kind of use my voice memo, and I had my laptop open, so I, I would play the beat on the laptop, and then I hit the play on the voice memo, and I just kind of, like, spit it all out in one verse and try not to mess it up too bad and see just 
just to kind of put it in my head, like a little visual of how it might sound if I had the equipment. Yeah. So I, I had, I don't know how many of those recordings and I finally showed the homie and he's like, you should just start posting them on SoundCloud. And they are my other, my cousin too. My cousin was also on SoundCloud already. Shout out Cody OG from 491. Shout he out to Cody. Up, but he was telling me, he was telling me, he's like, hey, you should uh, put some stuff on your SoundCloud. And I didn't know how to make, make up a SoundCloud. So I just kind of, I just kind of looked into it real quick. I just did it real quick. I just started uploading all of these low quality <laughs> low material, you know what I mean yeah all of that foundational stuff and so I started I started that way and I mean you kind of have to have your own confidence in yourself and send it out so I kept on sending it out sending it out just through messaging and Facebook is all I got you know before before I started up Facebook um, you know I was like, off social media for maybe about like three years I yeah. was taking a little break just from all that stuff because you know how social media be yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need a break yeah, from time to time. With the pandemic happening and all that, I was like, you know, just gonna turn it off and just you know, do me and try to try to progress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up uh, I ended up sending them out to all the people on my Facebook. Majority on my Facebook. It's funny because it looks like a whole bunch of I don't know. <laughs> I always tell my my folks, you know, like look at my Facebook. Like I'm not really gonna have my family on there. <laughs> You yeah. literally just see like producers and artists and just people of all walks of you know creativity in New Mexico probably maybe even further. So exactly. It's not necessarily for like socializing. It's just kind of for like my business aspect. Exactly. So I I, really I seen of, this yeah. post uh, where it was like is like um remember that why are you why are you friends with that fucking one cousin that doesn't even talk shit or doesn't even talk to you fucking unfriend him and fucking friend a producer <laughs> friend a rapper. And I'm like no shit yeah no shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So that's where I was at, and like I said, I sent them all out, and I was getting some feedback saying this is really good, and um, I started sending also into Yay or Nay, you know that that lady on Easy that does that little show thing. Yeah, shout out to Yay or Nay. Exposure from from other um, from other people that play on their little like reaction stuff. Yeah, I've, I've also sent it to other other reactions too, even like out of our discourse community and. I've gotten some all right reactions. I mean, not the best as I've expected, but at least it was worth the shot. Exactly. This is probably my, my, a little bit of my earliest stuff, yeah. So if I sent them my stuff from now, I'm pretty sure people will be impressed with the growth. Exactly. Like, yeah, um, so that's, yeah. I, I, I heard you from your old, like, um, what you said, like, the lo-fi fucking phone and the um, recording and everything. I heard you from that, and I was like, this guy has potential. I remember, like, hearing him, like, man, this guy, I hear your, your lyrics, but then, like, the mixing was kind of, yeah. like, because it was all from, like, a phone. But then, like, yeah. um, I would I would take a break, and then, like, I came back to you. Then all of a sudden, like, I heard you, like, on, um, I forgot what, what that one track. And I was like, God damn, homeboy fucking, like, homeboy grew up. It's <laughs> like, damn, my son grew yeah, up. Bro, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, too. Like I said, it was kind of like a little evolution because we started off from that way of, of recording just off my phone and the laptop. And. And then uh, mixing them, the fucking stimmies came in, and then I was like, oh, you know, I might try to, I might try to actually get my little studio set up. So me and homie went half, and I ended up getting the mic stand with the whole setup, yeah, um, just everything, the chords and everything. We were just ready to go, and and it was so funny because at that point, that's when I realized we don't really know shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just we're just sitting there just. And we're just trying to hype each other over, like, come on, we're cool for engineering. We can 
reverse engineered it. We can figure this out. We can just walk you through. So I ain't going to lie. It took some time after we got everything started. It took us maybe about like two weeks, three weeks to kind of, for my, uh, for deep tag to finally figure out how to, you know, mess, how to work everything, mix the beats and things like that. Yeah. And even just to have the setup from the mic to the, to the interface and make sure the levels are right or what levels will make things sound like what. And so the earliest recording that we have are a little bit better than the phone recording. Those are the ones where we were just figuring out the setting. It was all so trial and error for those ones, right? Yeah, exactly. And so finally, finally, I just had Davin. I just had D-Tag. You know, I had to make some beats. And I said, all right, make me one beat. And he showed me that one beat. And um, I just kept motivating him. Because I, I don't know anything. I'm not that part of the creative section and beat making. Yeah. I'm more of the wordsmith. So uh, I, it's not like I can tell Davin or D-Tag, this is how you do it. You know, you should do it like this. It's not like you do it with you know, all I can use is my gift, which is motivation through my words. Yeah. Sure enough, he just kind of kept rolling with it. He made that first track, and then I'll give him some good feedback. And we kind of just keep um, throwing ideas off of each other. And I'll tell him what I want the beat to sound like, or I'll say what, I, what I'm speaking about right here. And then we'll, I'll leave the studio, and I'll come back maybe like a week later or so after our whole work week is done, and we're just kicking back. And he'll be like, yeah, I finished this one, and he'll put it on, and I'll just listen to it. And within maybe like the first, I keep it on maybe 10 or 15 seconds of every beat that he's ever made. Like, because he made all of the beats for the Fulcrum. That's the album that's out right now on all platforms. Fulcrum, um, yeah. Yeah, so all of those beats, all of this started with him saying, yeah, I just finished this one and he just put it on. And within like 10 or 15 seconds, I'm already trying to put words together. I'm already trying to piece together ideas. I'm already trying to see the picture of, um, you know, what message I'm trying to convey. Yeah, and um, I, I'll put that together. I'll write it down, and <clears throat> I found the play to beat, and we'll just go at it. We'll go at it. We'll do several takes until I get it right. I'll try to figure out what I need to do with it. If I can, if I, it sounds better doing it with one whole take, or if it sounds better chopping it up, you know, yeah. if it. So even that whole process of trial and error about how to make some massive stuff, and yeah. along the way you start you start seeing people that appreciate your work. And they also want to offer their input, or they also want to offer some help. And that's how I ran into Don Major. So that's another producer that I want to outsource to. He's here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Shout out Don Major. Oh, yeah, Don Major. Yeah, shout out to Homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good producer. Yeah, he's been putting in good work. He's been putting all kinds of beat folders. And every now and again, I get an email from Homeboy. And it looks like a mass email, so you know he's doing business with other people, and it's just like pushing his music, something that he's having sales on beats. So if y'all ever looking for beats other than YouTube, then look up the homie Don Major and say LOG Red sent him. You know, I'm <laughs> cousin cousin discounts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then after that, we ended up finally getting down the process in the studio. Now we've been kind of knocking them out, and also ran into uh, chaos. I don't know if you heard of chaos. Chaos sounds chaos. familiar. He was he was also on that tour that I went on with uh, Jermon. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No, no. yeah. yeah so uh, what was cool about Chaos is you know he's a he's a real stand up guy. Um, he went on that tour as well, and on that tour he was over there <clears throat> making some beats, you know, in the process while he was there with the kids there and everything. They had the little workshop, and that station was just making a beat and also writing your own lyrics. So he was teaching the kids how to get their ideas across, how to use poetry as an outlet. And I thought that was pretty cool. 
I know, yeah, when I heard about that, I was like, that's that's pretty nice. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, and um, he reached out to me. Well, from that tour, he was like, we should we should collab sometime. He said, I make some beats. He said, I, I, like, I like the work you do. And I said, all right, for sure. And so uh, we lined it up, and eventually I ended up at his studio, and it turns out he lived not too far from me. Oh, shit. <laughs> right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, here in Albuquerque. And so I pulled up. And he grew a beat, and sure enough, we knocked down and out. And maybe like, the, maybe like the first, yeah, the first time we met up. That one's called "Call the Sack Kid." And that one's like I said on all platforms as well. And that was just a single called "Call the Sack Kid." Call the Sack Kids. Cool. I, like, <coughs> I like referencing the Riz and you know a lot of stuff. Yeah, I noticed like, that. So, like, yeah. um, like mostly all your shit is like referencing like uh how we grew up and how like like fucking from Blue Flower to like clans to like even drunks and whatever. I'm like, this This yeah. guy got to, he got the whole image of the reservation, basically. Right, and that's because I'm real res to my roots like that. You know, like, when I, when you look at my childhood, I, I like to think that I'm not the only one that grew up like this. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I uh, how would you say, I, I want to bring reservation and pride to the world because a lot of people, especially back in the 90s and maybe in the thousands, they they always portray like natives from the res as like you know very derogatory. They like putting us down, or they like speaking on how we look or how we talk. Yeah, and a lot, yeah, a lot of that stuff. And me coming from the res and being a kid, it, it really messed with me. It really makes me think, especially now when I came out of the res to go to the city. Like my mentality was like, man, nobody likes me already, you know. So I don't like you. <laughs> Things like that. Like just the whole mentality, the whole aggression, the whole. You know, the whole toxic masculinity, all that domestic violence, you know, the gang violence, um, alcoholism, the addiction, all of that stuff is, you know, like the bad part of where I came from. But I like to think that there's also the good part of it. You got you, you to show you the, both yeah. the light and the good, or the, the bad and exactly. the good. The good, the bad, the ugly. Ex- like, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I really embrace um, the old western movies because my grandpa used to watch it a lot um, me and my cousin would sit there and we watch it with him and he'd just be uh, watching Clint Eastwood or John Wayne and he used to really like to watch him throw down and that was just something that I always take with me it ain't really about the whole cowboy and Indians aspect but I kind of embraced that just the wild west you know because we're still the wild west exactly you know, a lot of, yeah you know like if you think about it I always say this because everybody's like, no, it ain't that bad, it ain't that bad, but in reality, it's like, bro, if you're in trouble, you're in trouble, there ain't no help gonna come from, maybe like four hours away if you want a cop. Exactly, there's a, there's like a cop, like, like that lives like two houses away from us, and then we always joke, like, if something bad happens, they're still gonna be coming like 40 minutes away. <laughs> exactly, and you're in where, what'd you say, Mariana Lake? Yeah, Mariana Lake. Yeah, bro, I'm... I'm from uh, Tallahassee, so our nearest one is, what, Crown Point, and even them, bro, they take at least, like, minimum four hours, bro, I've seen some, I've seen some gnarly-ass scuffles, I've seen some crazy-ass things going on, ain't no cop going to show up, like, literally, the person that was doing all the damage had time to hitchhike the gallop before help even showed up. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, out here. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of, like, how it is, you know, from family functions to graduations, to, you know basketball tournaments like it's just it's it's just crazy but i mean we're used to it just because yeah, it's that's part of our environment yeah that's just our environment it's like um yeah. i made um i made two songs that address that it's um 
Apple from last year, which is basically like the derogatory term was saying like, oh, you're you're red on the outside, but you're white on the inside. And then I also made synthetic Western, which is like basically like a whole like, why should I represent this community when all I see is yeah. negativity? But yeah, like then people, I got kind of got hated from it. And then I'm like, I'm just addressing like the bad. We always address the good, but you got to address the bad to yeah. balance, exactly. balance it out. And that's. That's the whole reason why I even started pursuing this stuff because, you know, I kind of got frustrated with it because within my own community, I'm known in some way that just kind of does what he's told and I just kind of think back. You know, I play my position in my family. You know, I, I help out when I need to. You know, I even if it's my last dollar, if I need to, I try to make sure the fire is good at the ceremony. I try to make sure, you know, the stuff is good for whatever anybody in my family needs. But the minute that I was stepping out of my zone and becoming an artist, that was the minute I really started having internal conflict. Kind of like, am I, am I really this sort of person? You know, do I really got to be saying this stuff? Like for people to really like know that it's there because we know it's there, but does everybody else know it's there? Yeah. And so I, I started telling myself like, if I'm gonna do this, then I got to jump all the way in. You know, I got to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I can't keep sweeping underneath the rug no more. You know, I'll leave that to the politicians. But for me, I'm just a commoner. I look at the Navajo Nation as one kingdom. And, you know, the politicians and their families, they're all in the kingdom. But for a savage like me from the 491, all of us are commoners. Exactly, all exactly. Always, all of us are always getting dealt the shorthand of the stick when it comes to the land, when it comes to education, when it comes to even just being heard. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, so who's going to speak on that? Ain't nobody speaking on that. Everybody wants to speak on other things, and nobody wants to speak on the river. So that's where it started for me. You know, I got to say it on my chest. I got to, you know, let them know. And I ain't going to lie, it was a leap of faith. I was scared in the beginning, especially because, like I said, I, I done made a name for myself in other avenues. I wasn't known as no rapper in high school. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do this and that. I mean, what I did, I played a lot of basketball. Those are my homies right there. My day one homies. I play a lot of basketball from the Riz. That's what Tohatsi is known for. Yeah, yeah. You know, I play a lot of football. Yeah, that was my crew right there. And that's just kind of like where it began from. And watching their, how their lives played out too and how things were back in the day it just made me think like, wow, you know, there's actually a lot more people, a lot more Riz kids um, bigger than Tohatsi that also went through the same thing. So... But I'd like to turn I like to turn it around and think that all of that motivated me to express myself, you know, better than the generation above me. Because that's another thing that's really plaguing the nation is a lot of our households we grow up around incarceration. Yeah, there's a lot of father figures and there's a lot of uncles. There's a lot of aunties that you, know, you don't even get to grow up around until they just one day they just come home or you know they just try to talk to you and you're like, who is this person? And, yeah, so all of that stuff really plays into self-identity for anybody. So, of course, that's going to really, you know, play an effect, like, how the person turns out. And fortunately for me, like I said, it really made me write it down, and I just started expressing myself through music. Exactly. Because, like, music is a way of expressing yourself, even, like, even if it's negative or even if it's good. It's just you're, you're, you are telling what you feel, how you feel. And if people don't like it, then it's just like, it ain't yeah. for you. And let me, this is me. Yeah, and, and let me tell you this, too. You know, music isn't even, like, this music stuff isn't even new to me. It's not new to any of us natives in general. Because you look at all of the ceremonies, you look at all the times in the past, like, 
music, you know, songs, they were always made to make you feel a certain type of way. They were always made for healing. They were always made for awareness. They were made for protection. Yeah. And I always try to remember that when it comes to this meeting stuff, like this isn't, we're not pioneers of this stuff. We just got to know how to utilize it. And we got to know how to, you know, bring the message up or do whatever we got to do with it, even if it is make money. The major thing that really made me want to rap was, see, I would, I would have to have been in high school when I wrote my first piece. <clears throat> and I just remember just listening to <clears throat> a lot of, like, Rick Squad or YMCMB. <clears throat> and I was just thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. This seems like, I mean, of course, they were ahead of their time, but at the same time, they were just kind of doing stuff that was really easy rhymes. Like, yeah. stuff that you could talk about every day, you know, with the homies and things like that. And even at that time, I was hanging out with the bros, and I was just always quick. You know, quick with speaking, just kind of like putting words together that will really have people think about it. Or even just writing essays in the school, you know, I was kind of like decent at that. So I tried to write. <laughs> so like I remember my friends were just kind of like, they were just like, no, nah, that ain't it. And things like that. <laughs> See, for me, I'm the, type, I'm the type of person that's just kind of like, I, I don't really, when people tell me no, when people say no, you're not going to do it. It's not like I shy away or it's not like I ball it. I yeah. had to, like, I don't know if it's my mentality, I don't know if it's coming from the rest, but I like rising up to the occasion, <laughs> rising up to the challenge, and it's okay, you know, let me try it, so I just kept writing, kept writing, and I actually went through a good, I think it was like a one, one and a half notebook, Yeah. Um, and then I graduated, so I kind of just tossed that out, Um. and then, so I went off to school, and I was telling myself, I'm a young man, I ain't got nothing to rap about, you know. But I thought so. I wasn't really processing how things were back home on the res yet. <clears throat> so I just kind of went about my life at school, and I just kept doing this and that. And then finally, I was sitting in my dorms, and I just started writing. No matter how much, I would put this down. I would put this hobby away. I throw it out the window. I shove it away. <clears throat> it always came back. It always came back, and it always gave me the urge to write it down. Write it down. And at that moment, when I was in my dorms at 2 a.m. in the morning, sitting there, studying for a final exam, that's when it hit me. I said, I want to be a rapper. I want to tell the stories of my people, of me and my family, of everything that we've ever been through, because maybe there's a kid out there going through the same thing. Maybe there's a kid out there that doesn't know that he's capable of doing this stuff, only yeah. because he's from the red. Yeah, and... Also, also a lot of part that played in it was I played a lot of basketball you know, growing up. We didn't play red ball, playing at every tournament in Gallup. You know, <laughs> we hit every tournament on the red. So we're hoopers. We're just red dogs like that. I was so disappointed when FX didn't hit me up to be on the show. You know? <laughs> That's how much of a red dog I am. Yeah. God damn it. Shout out to uh, uh, Reservation like, Dogs. Yeah, I'm maybe like a second or third generation red dog, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, so like I said, basketball played an aspect. So when you're playing basketball, every time you we used to have practice at five o'clock in the morning. I remember practice before school. I remember um, back in Wingate, we used to always. Um, this is this little call out. Well, yeah, back in Wingate, I remember the the boys oh, used to I be forget. scared. Yeah, yeah, I went to Wingate. I went to Wingate, home of the Bears. With Jonesy, huh? Yep, always Jonesy Bear boy. Yeah, man, we, had, we had man, we had Jonesy so mad every time we pulled in that place. <laughs> That's what me and the homies always crack about. As a matter of fact, I used on one of my tracks. 
I forget what I said, but I think I said something like, every time I come through, I got Jonesy pissed off. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I remember I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like that. that I, rivalry was beat down, like, even way before me. You know what I mean? Even with my older cousins and my, you know, my pops. Like, exactly. Like, that That rivalry between, like, Wingate, Tohachi, and fucking Theroux. It, it was pretty heated. And I, and I got to say, I graduated, like, couple of years ago and i gotta say we fucking sucked and our team they didn't they didn't fucking teamwork it was mostly like i'm it's me it's all about me and that's why we fucking suck and i fucking hate our team because fuck you fuck you colton i know you're listening to this fuck you no i'm joking i love you colton (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm gonna write a song now (laughs) Exactly, but um. Yeah, you know, I say it all comes from the coaching, though. You know, especially some programs that got rebuilding years, and some programs end up being a permanent rebuilding decade. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and that's I don't know, like on some real. <laughs> what I was gonna say on some real stuff, and you know, I plan on being a coach eventually. I oh, feel like geez. I got some. I mean, aside from the wise words and the quick catchphrases that I got for these kids to tune in to me, yeah. I feel like I got some. Uh, I got some wisdom for them to. Know, to carry on the field and the court because like I said, I played uh, basketball. I was a center all four years, you know, my high school career. And for basketball, I was a, uh, I mean, um, for football, I was a running back. Damn. And I don't, yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of teachings that go on with those positions that I play, especially for running back. It's not like you can run away every single time. Yeah. Right? It's like, a, like almost maybe at least like 95%. Of the chance, of the time you you touch that ball, you're gonna get tackled, and there ain't no running away from that. And so I played that position for three years. Um, so you know that, that that says a lot about me that I did it for my team too. We were actually pretty good in football too, but of course, a red school always gets jipped by the NMAA. You know how they always do us. Exactly. Exactly. The state bracket. Yeah. So you know we kind of let that be. It was a heartbreak for us, but there was a lot of priceless teachings that those sports taught me about being a leader and about being self-disciplined that carried me this far and now i like to say that i transitioned that a lot into my music making especially with um working with my crew you know making sure that things are done in a timely manner orderly fashion exactly i guess i guess i guess i'm slightly old school like that i would like to think that i'm the bridge you know I, I understand the old heads and i understand what really makes them you know, makes them not like the younger ones. But then again, I'm also, like, understanding the youngins, and I understand why they don't like the old heads. But at the same time, just right in the middle, you know, I'm either an old head or a youngin, and I think that's really funny. Exactly. I like to poke fun so really on both sides. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's what puts me in the perfect position to be putting this music out there, because everybody's going to listen. Whether it's an old head or a youngin, you're like, hmm, that's pretty true. So... Exactly. I would like to say that I'm trying to push stuff out there that they can't deny it. Like they can't, they can't try to hate on it no more. They gotta say it. Like, man, this guy's, this guy's putting in that work. This guy's really speaking on that stuff that I just seen yesterday at the laundry mat. Exactly. Well, yeah. even speaking of the res, I got a fucking res dog barking in the background. Hold up, let me let me close my window. <laughs> 
Actually, I crack up, you know, I'm like, I wonder if anybody ever freaking mistakes in it for like anti. Like, no, it's not anti. Um, it's not like my, it's not like my mom's sister. No, I'm talking about a yanny, like the freaking a yanny, you know. Yeah, speaking of yannies, um, I, I I go on VR chat a lot, and VR chat's like a social mm-hmm. thingy, but for VR, and every time I see a furry, you know, you know what a furry is. I think so. It's like um those guys that like. They they want to be dogs or whatever like they're they're kind of gay and like they, they oh, like people oh, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, every time I see them, I always be like, "Hey, what's up, Yanny?" And they're like, "What's a Yanny?" And I'm like, "Oh, it means it means beautiful dog." <laughs> funny. And then like my oh, fucking yeah. friends are just like, "Fucking dude, why are you saying that?" <laughs> but shout out to all the Yannies. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to them too. Because everyone please, please don't gush me. Right now. <laughs> and um, but it's funny because it's universal now. It's like every time I come across somebody, especially when I was in school. Now it's like when I go to my work, um, when people find out that I'm native or Navajo, the first thing they always ask me is, "Well, you mean you seen the Skinwalker?" And I'm just, I'm just laughing my butt off because when I was a kid, nobody really knew about this stuff. It was just kind of something that exactly kids in from playing outside too late. Yeah, and now we're all grown and shit, and this fucking legend lives on. And, I'm just like, damn, it's reaching, it's reaching corners of this globe that I don't even think it would. Now I'm reading the comments of like, uh, you know, National Geographic has, or the History Channel, I think they, it was some, some channel, they have a whole crew going out there, um, they're looking over Skinwalker Ranch. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, they're like, oh yeah, Navajos and Utes were in like an epic battle, and then Navajos cursed this land, and. Yeah, it's like what? What? Out there trying to look for it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, we it's, did. It's you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Maybe we're winning with everybody blowing us out of proportion because it's giving us some identity. I like like <laughs> um people, yeah. my um some of my friends. They're like they're like really white guys, and then they'll be like um they'll 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 school me because some of them don't know I'm I'm Navajo. They'll school me on on skinwalkers, and then they'll yeah. u- they'll use the term skinny walkers. And then they'll be like, it's like a Windigo. It shapeshifts. And I'm like, no, it's just some random old dude that fucking practices bad jutsu. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I fucking way, I seen a skinwalker. I just I, be like, hey, I what's up? <laughs> I can't stand people that say skinny walker. You know, it's fucking funny. Say horny toad, dude. Exactly. I'm like, well, oh. that toad ain't horny. That toad's, that toad's hold, <laughs> horned. That's a holy one, bro. Exactly. Not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually went through almost like probably almost all of your podcasts, um, your episodes. Not bad. To not kind bad. of see what it's about. So I've seen um, I've seen the episode with D Bishop, you know, uh, CZ, also it's JFK, baby. Odd but Unique. I thought it was a pretty cool episode. Did you Did you laugh. listen to the first one? Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean the skit? Yeah. The skit that started it all. Yeah. yeah, I listened to that one too. I thought it was random as hell. Yeah, well, that's, that's um. Cool. That's kind of yeah. Um, the guy, because um, Minority Team was originally Firebread Clan, and that was me, Saya, um, Big Dick Jeffrey, and um, our our cousin Pat, but we call him Albert Yazzie. He talks in that old man voice, but he's a really fucking good storyteller, and I want him back for, like, um, Cringetober to tell us, to tell the listeners, like, stories about when we were small, because every fucking Reds kid has, like, a fucking scary story or some shit that happened to them. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, I guess Albert Yazzie, I mean, not Albert Yazzie, uh, Pat. Uh, yes, as as Albert Yazzie, he fucking he's he's a really good storyteller. But yeah, I'll probably have him on the cringe tober. But I also want like artists like 
like whoever has a scary story just to come on like you you oh, probably yeah, have a scary cool. story you know, uh, you know, in October, my family, my family is known for this in my area. They put on a haunted house. For the oh, past shit. two years, they put on a haunted trail because you know COVID and can't have the actual house up. Yeah. So you know they put up this crazy, they put up this crazy haunted trail where everybody comes through, and it's on Deer Springs Road, right across from Coyote Canyon Junction, probably like three miles from 491. But yeah. if you go there, you don't even need the directions because you'll see it. Rides lined up for miles, I kid you not, from the highway to the three miles off the washboard, and then the extra, like, two miles off of that washboard to my grandma's and my, basically, my little village area, you know, that's where yeah. I grew up. And all of these cars, I had to estimate, maybe it had to be maybe, like, 300 cars, bro, that can stretch from, you know, my grandma's at that starting point, because that's where it started from. I yeah. literally seen these people ready about to go in. And then the line starts from there and goes all the way to the freaking highway, bro, for like, like I said, almost like eight miles. Yeah. All combined. It's insane. That's how popular it is, you know? So I'm personally inviting y'all out, um, you know, this October because I haven't spoke to them yet. I don't know if they're going to do a house or a trail again this year, but I know the trail was pretty popular and everybody was talking about it. But, you know, I'm personally inviting you guys to come through and speak later on. Shop our mic because I always like haunted trails. <laughs> I love you know, I love like October. Two, it's usually like it's usually maybe like an hour or two wait. But you know, like I said, if OG Red sent you, and that's my hood, so I can usually just oh yeah, crazy top in. Exactly. Then we'll we'll have the yeah. minor team, and we'll be fucking special episode. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's always been some things that I've always been into. You know, just kind of exposing everybody to the culture in my area because you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of culture there. From just even if it's just oh the family getting together to butcher, like first of all know how to butcher you know things like that and like just watching how Navajo families are and how we conduct ourselves, um, we're, we're really respectful and we also love opportunities to gain popularity and you know get money from doing that and like I said that's just kind of an example of um, of having the haunted house or the haunted trail. Yeah. Lately, they've actually been putting on. They've been almost turning into like a venue. I ain't gonna lie. They've been hosting. They've hosted like a country western dance, which is like the first time they've I've seen them do that. But they have a good turnout. <laughs> they constantly have. Go, they constantly have go ropings. Uh, constantly have volleyball tournaments. And basically, they're also known for just having the events. So whenever anybody just posts a flyer, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go over to SBRL Arena and we're gonna try to ask for this venue." So I thought that was pretty cool because you know, there ain't no venues on the risk. Exactly. Like, what, Kai Hall and Wonder Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, in the local chapter houses in the communities that don't want anything to do with new music, you know, things like that. Like, where else are you going to have a show at? So. Exactly. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm pretty appreciative that, you know, my family really stepped up. And my uncles and my cousins. I have a lot of cousins, and they're behind all of this stuff, 110%. And Shout out cool to the family. Rodeo, too. Yeah, shout out to the family, you know, the long family, that's where I come from. Hopefully, I'm making y'all proud. And um, they're the ones I'm always talking about in my raps, you know, things like that. I mean, not necessarily bad stuff, but also the good stuff, don't forget. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, they're giving people a platform for people to express themselves and to give a little bit of um, peace and positivity to the community that they're in. And not a lot of people in the res are doing that. So, you know, people like Jerickson and Jermonson are also people that I really respect because it takes a lot to do things like that, to put yourself out in front of the crowd. And, you know, sometimes people don't appreciate it or respect it, but 
you feel like it's your purpose in order for these young kids to grow up and to maybe make a difference, you know, grow better than we did. Exactly, yeah. You got to inspire the younger generation. Yeah, exactly, no doubt. That's why I was, me and the homies were sitting back one day and we were just like, we were just thinking, and we're like, well, what, if, what if the old heads don't even like this like that? <laughs> and we just kind of thought about it, and then I was just kind of like, even if that were the case, bro, like, it wouldn't even matter because they're, like, they're kind of old heads, you know, their opinion is respected, but they're not the ones making the game for tomorrow. They're not the ones that are, you know, changing, they're not the ones changing it, you know, they're, they're kind of selling their ways, and that's cool and all. I, I understand it, and I respect that, you know, and I'm trying to going a different route, going a different lane with a different style, and if they don't like that, then that's fine. I respect that. I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, these kids, they're the ones that are going to be growing up with me. Exactly. You now they're going to be telling their friends about me, and even if they don't like me, I'll still be the top of this school. Exactly. And that's fine by me. I've always, yeah, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been the center of bad talk, good talk, good to bad to ugly talk, you know? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Kinda, we we should have just yeah, made the fucking the the cover the good and the bad, the ugly. <laughs> exactly, bro. That's kind of like the theme of my life. You know, that's the theme of every raised kid's life. You just kind of take in your own with it. What's today going to bring? I don't know because there's no excitement. If you know. <laughs> right there, right there. The good and the bad, the ugly. Um, the the full yeah. length feature album from o- yeah. LOG Res. You heard it here first. Exactly. <laughs> All produced by the cringe. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> You're gonna have to clear some samples. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's funny that we always keep bringing up this movie, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, because that's really I've watched that movie like a million times. I love that before movie. Before I even left the Raiders. Yeah, I'm like it was just I don't know. I just I always envy how Chavez, you know, throws his knives. I actually got some throwing knives on myself, throwing knives, you know, things I try to mess with and I'm just I don't know, like when I found out he was Navajo, it was just kind of like, seeing that as a kid, it was like, whoa, you know, that goes Navajo, he made it a big screen, and it's not even like a really crazy role, you know, it's not like his own story or things like that, he's just kind of like a supporting role, but yeah, it's at just the same next time, it gives like a little, yeah, it gives a little backstory that shows that Navajos were in the wild west. Exactly, everybody yeah. Always paints, yeah. Everybody always paints us as like this really peaceful tribe. And, I'm like, you know, no, we were fucking... Just, we were bullying yeah. the Mexicans. We were bullying the Apaches. <laughs> yeah, bro, man. Like, I always, I, they always tell them that. Why do you think we never left? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even when they say we left for Fort Sumner, we still all never really left. Some of them like, were chilling the in the fucking shade, right? canyons. Yeah, you know how Candy Shay, Fort Just Rock? You know, we were survivors, and that's my area, too. Um, My, my grandpa and my mom's Arizona. So, you know, I got a little bit of the Arizona in me, too. So, that's why I don't be all on that dissing stuff with them. Because, you know, that's where, I, that's where I got cousins. Matter of fact, I got a cousin that's rapping from out there, too. Check him out when you get a chance. His name is uh, Kid Indian. K-I-D-N-D-N. Shout out to Kid Indian. Up, we got some old stuff here. Yeah, he hasn't put any new stuff out. Some of his oldest stuff before he took a break is pretty good. He's actually one of my inspirations, you know. Very first time I seen him after a while was maybe I was had to I was a sophomore, and um, I was on my way to a basketball tournament, and, you know, it just so happened that my auntie, his mom, and the, fo- the family were passing through, you know, Tohatchee on the 491. Yeah. And so they stopped by for a quick second before we headed out of the tournament, and that's when my cousin was like, hey, I'll make you music now. And I said, really? And he's maybe like, a, he has to be like a year or two older than me, so I was just kind of fascinated because this guy's not even graduated yet, and he actually has some CDs on him. 
And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey, you want a CD? I said, yeah, I want to have a CD. And probably like 14 years old, 13. Yeah, probably about 14 years old, 15 years old. And, um, you know, we, we all got in the ride. And you know, my folks are driving. And I have my team in the back. We have like a van. And, you know, me and the guys are sitting in the back. And I, I put it on the DVD player. Yeah. I slapped in the CD and we just kept on listening to it and I, it was it was pretty good. I ain't gonna lie, that was my very first time actually hearing like the Reservation Rap for Expressive, so especially me knowing my cousin, yeah, and um, his area, yeah, his area like Chinle and Black Rock, and um, also him growing up in Phoenix. Like I understood it and I understood what he was doing. And I thought that was really cool, and that's next thing you know, I started looking out to other native rappers. And then I seen uh, Not Only Means pop up. I've seen Defy pop up. And this is like the earlier YouTube days. I've seen also a lot of other artists that probably aren't making music no more pop up. And that's where I was like, man, I could probably do this. <laughs> that's when the crazy Red Dog finally got the thought. And I was like, man, I might just be able to do this. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I got to look at my book. Okay, there we go. Um, But it's... Oh, fuck. Uh, since you're speaking on like um, indigenous rappers and all that, now that yeah. you're into this into the indigenous rap game, what do you think of it so far? Like now that you're into it, like the future of it. Well, uh, I mean, like it's it's definitely getting more popular in our area. It's gaining it's gaining traction in our area, and it's kind of it's kind of dope seeing how all of the content is like various. So it's not like everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. So even if you have like you, you got me, you know. At this point, if you've been listening to me, you know my style is more of like talking about motivation and coming up. But I also talk about you know the the crazy like the crazy stuff that you know people see through like just going through the res and things like that. But there's also other rappers that um you know talk kind of have like more turn up music, trap music, sad boy uh, music, more of like the, <laughs> yeah, more like sad boy music and. And yeah, it's just kind of cool to see all of the varieties. And when you see that variety, it's not like anybody's really competing with each other. A lot of people might be like, oh, who's better is this or this? But in reality, they're like making two different styles of music. So how do you even. Exactly. How do you how compare? Do you compare? You can't. Yeah. So it's like, I, I wouldn't even want to be compared to anybody else because I say, like, I do, I do my own stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. As a, matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it's funny that I'm talking about my style now because I remember I was uh, I was called like a parody rapper. Uh, I know, yeah, I remember really that. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. I was laughing about that, and I was like, man, I was just kind of like, so you think my life's a joke? <laughs> deal. And I was just kind of like, no, I don't know. They don't really know me like that. Exactly. They don't really know the area like that. Yeah. So. They just see the yeah, the surface. Like, yeah, was, they don't know the history. Bit, I was honestly. Yeah, I was honestly a little bit self-conscious when I was putting out um, some of the tracks, like especially the earlier ones, like because that's one thing that I really didn't want, especially for people in my area, to just be like totally against it, and totally deny it all, because that would be false. <laughs> you know how how can you deny it when I've seen it happen? You know how can you deny it when we exactly. all collectively as kids seen it all happen? You know, like that's. That's one of the worst things that we really have as a culture. We deny a whole lot of things, just trying to protect, you know, trying to protect ourselves or people that we claim we love. But you can't really deny certain things. You got to kind of 
talk about it and things like that in order to get rid of it or just help yourself heal or whatever. That's the reason why. If, if anybody doesn't like me, I bet it would be probably because of that, because I'm speaking on something that nobody, that makes people uncomfortable to talk about or, I mean, like, I ain't over talking about crazy stuff, but it's just kind of like stuff that I've been talking about lately that makes people probably do that would be like alcoholism, you know, domestic violence. Um, talking about maybe even even weaponry or fighting or things like that, violence in general. Like exactly. A lot of that stuff, why I, why I speak on it is because I've seen it, you know. I'm talking about how many feel. I'm talking about how many others feel. I'm talking about what happened after the fact. People exactly. have to know this stuff because, you know, I look at this music stuff as storytelling and us as a people, natives in general, we've always handed down our history through storytelling. So now what, what stories are being told right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. What stories are being told from the older ones to us, you know, like the coyote stories, the shooting, shoot shrink stories, you know, all of these stories in our culture and I respect that. I hold on to it. But now times are changing with that. Our ideology and our mentality has to change with it. The way we deal with certain problems and seek solutions it has to change too. And so our generation, my generation, you and I's generation is responsible for creating these stories so the younger ones can be like, oh, you remember that one track? Remember that one track? He said this, he said that. You know, it's, I don't know, it's just deep like that. Damn. And it made me feel some type of way whenever, after I performed at Tohatchee, I, um, you know, I took my seat and whatever, and one of the teachers came over to me, and he was just, I mean, he's like, honestly, he's like, the type of music is the type of music that would probably, I would see on my head that it would prevent a kid from killing himself. And that was just, like, deep for me. I never spoke to this dude before. He's, like, two seconds in. I'm, like, who are you, bro? And he was just kind of, but he was respectful. So I just kind of, like, pushed him respect to him. We just kind of chopped it up and started talking. And um, he said he was a teacher there for maybe, like, just two years at this point or whatever. And he was, like, you're from here? And I was, like, yeah. So I just lived down that way, you know. Went to school here all four years. Gave him the whole, gave him my whole resume. Yeah, and he was just like, wow. He said, I was just listening to your music and watching you perform, things like that. He said, I just, he said, I didn't even have to ask. He said, there ain't no doubt you're from here because, you know, I'm a teacher here for two years and I've had students and I've heard the stories, you know, I've seen the, you know, I've seen, and he said, and it's all real. And he said, it's true. And, you know, for that to come from a total, complete outsider to, to say something like that, it really made me feel like I'm doing the right thing because, I don't know if you know a lot about anthropology. Anthropology, but, you know, no. Those, um, anthrop those anthropologists, they like observing things without disturbing it to get this true authentic authenticity. Yeah. So, you know, they, they observe a discourse community, a community of people that have the same culture, that, you know, agree on the same stuff or whatever, and basically like a tribe or whatever. They observe them from a distance, and they don't take part in nothing. They just observe. And that's how I that's how I feel like um, outside teachers are when they come to the res because they can't the kids you know what I mean like they can't really uh, at the most all they can do is send them to a counselor but it's not like they can actually go to the house and beat up the fucker who's you know <laughs> yeah the bad stuff and yeah it's it's not like that so it's like these teachers are just kind of like observing and for them to observe everything you know these teachers are going through the exact same emotions too you know some of these teachers are probably crying not just seeing um you know, see some kids go through what they're going through a lot. And like I said, to hear this dude just tell me this, I was like, man, that's crazy. Because it's telling me that my area has not changed at all. 
Exactly. He's like, it be, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. It's like up for, up to you. It's like it ain't it ain't gonna change because people don't want it to change and people are like, I want this to change, but they don't do it, and it's up to you to fucking put your foot down and change it for for them yeah. or for yourself. Where LG comes in, you know, coming in, stirring the stew, yeah, <laughs> causing all the ruckus, making everybody think about stuff they haven't thought before. Exactly. You know, like I said, if there's gonna be a reason why, if there's gonna be a reason why anybody likes me, it's because of that. I can guarantee you, I ain't dissing nobody on my tracks. You know, I ain't trying to be no clout chaser on my tracks. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm basically Jonathan Nez. He was a rapper, you know what I mean? Exactly. You're, you're ready to fucking like, chase after yeah, that I'm, car that I'm went like, through the parade. I'm like any, I'm like any politi- I'm like any politician on the mic, you know. I'm stating I'm stating facts. I'm trying to provide solutions, and you know, I'm just I'm whatever you do with the information that's that's you're doing. <laughs> exactly. You can listen to it however many times you want. You know, I ain't gonna be mad. Like you can't be mad at me all you want. Listen to twenty times. That's cool. I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can you can you can go tell your homie. You can go tell your homegirl. You can go tell your cousins, uncles, auntie about me, and everybody's gonna be dissing in the moment. Oh, he don't know what he's talking about. And then it's not when they're away from everybody to go. Oh, what are talking about? Let me go see LG Rez, and then they're gonna play it and not even know me. Boom! That's just exactly. That's just more in the piggy bank. <laughs> kind of crazy, right? Exactly. I like your whole yeah. like outlook on the music. Cause I'm like, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I never thought about that that way. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, I uh, that's pretty um, cool. Like the whole like, it's a storytelling, the modern storytelling for Navajos. I'm like, I was like, yeah. no shit, no shit. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I grew up listening to Nitchy Hustle, you know, a lot of um, Dre. Yeah. And you know, especially Nas. And, um, like, you were talking about East Coast rap. It just has, like, that aspect of it, of lyricality and versatility. And it's just pretty, it's it's pretty intense to watch, especially when you hear, like, Jay-Z and Big L's freestyle. Exactly. Like, um, on, on, yeah, and it's just, it's intense, and it makes you, like, it moves you. But at the same time, like, I listen to the West Coast stuff, too, and it makes you also want to move it just in, like, a different way. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like a... Uh, yeah, it's you know what I'm talking about, and it's so funny because we also love the South, you know, kind of like the chocolate screwed sort of stuff. Exactly. And in fact, I got one. It's called screwed screwed bumping. It's for Cody OG. Once again, shout out Cody OG. Shout out Cody. But screwed bumping is a track on SoundCloud. You know, uh, he he kind of just singing that beat me a little bit, but that's a chopped screwed beat. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So like, we also envy a lot of the South, um, the rappers. You know, also like uh, the beats that come from there as well. And the West Coast, I was seeing that with the boys one day, and I was I was teasing them and saying, you know, this is kind of like the uh, you would call it the Dirty Southwest, yeah, Dirty Southwest Coast. Is that what you <laughs> call it? Just merging both the styles, yeah. Because I feel like when it comes to my beat, like the beat process, if it's not being made by D Tag, I uh, I I buy them from YouTube. You know, we used to do the MP3 like to white to YouTube or whatever, but. Yeah. I don't know, that stuff hasn't been working lately. So I was like, maybe it's just a sign for us to boss up. So every beat I've been messing with from YouTube, I actually bought it. But yeah, so like in terms of beat making, bro, like the, you know, my beat process of finding a beat that isn't made by D-Tag or Dom Major or Chaos is I look at beats kind of like from uh, my favorite artists, you know, because lately I've been bumping a whole lot of Lil Baby and Lil Dirt. You know, I've been yeah. uh, I've been bumping a whole lot of, uh, well, um, what else would I say? 
I've been I've been still listening to Nipsey Hussle, a lot of the game and uh, YG. So it's just kind of like with all these artists, I kind of just um, I hop on and I just kind of look for their type of beat or whatever. And I, I I'll go through a whole lot. It's not like I just find a random one and I just pick it out. I just for some reason every beat has kind of like it doesn't have a similarity, but there's always something that pops out to me that catches me. So like for the for you know like a little baby beat, one that really or like even if it's Young Dolph, yeah, even a Young Dolph type beat, you know how to use like the 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 trumpets. How they have all of that bass boosted, yeah, and like, we're like when it's from the West Coast, it's it's like different. There's like a certain type of sound I'm trying to look for, but all of it. Once I find a beat, I end up sitting back and same thing. I try to approach it like D-Tags beat in the first 15, 30 seconds. I try to freestyle it. I try to write down maybe at least two or three bars, and I kid you not, I'll play that beat maybe the whole day as I'm out and about running my errands. And as I'm out and about running my errands, I'll finally think of like two or four more bars and then as i'm at a red light i'll hurry up and type it on my phone and then i'll just keep doing that i about maybe at my slowest maybe at least like two days maybe even like my three days of work over the weekend yeah i'll come up with a song so for like maybe the past uh for this past work week um well i haven't even been in the studio for maybe like two weeks kind of like i posted the other day yeah and um in those two weeks i ended up coming up with like four i wrote i wrote um i wrote four songs could be five songs. So that's how much progress that I'm at. You know, I'm kind of hungry for it. And so I'm always ready. So the time I get in the studio, I'm ready to go. I've even been, went as far as trying to like practice the cadence, practice my pronunciation. I always follow the, the Jay-Z rule, which is um, say your verse 16 times. And by the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. By the 16th time, you should be, have that shit in your head. Then you should be ready on the mic to just go at, go at it full first take. That's what I always do. That's kind of like that's kind of like an example of learning something new from somebody. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Everywhere I go, every studio I get into, every artist that I'm around, I try to take one thing away from them. You know, I learned some pretty good things from Dumb Major, Chaos, D Tag, and now I learned something from you. Oh, oh that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, well, here's another wisdom from the cringe. Um, um, oh, bless me, your <laughs> um, on a fundamental level, a bowl of spaghetti is basically boiled pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I worked, um, <laughs> um, we call it. Speaking of the beats, like, um, what did you? What do you go for? Like in beats, like your selection of beats, like if it's from Beat Stars or YouTube. Cause I notice you always have that certain style, like you said, of the game and like of trap, the trap style. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have to say, like I said, I have to come with a certain instrument. It has to be a certain instrument that really catches, you know, catches me. Something that I'm able to go off of and flow off of. You know, like I like I said, the, the trap beats that I use on my SoundCloud, I know those ones that really caught my attention. Like I said, the trumpets. Something about them trumpets in the background. That um that leads up to the bass drop that just gets to me, or you know when it comes to a woke beat, if it's just like a piano, you know what I mean? That piano, like a crisp piano, like doesn't even have to be a whole track, just a loop of a crisp piano, and then just add on a little bit of drums, and it just it's so crazy how simple you can make it, and how much further I can take it by just a bar that I've already been writing. Yeah. 
I, I that 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 as a producer, I always find that weird. Like like, like you just said, it's it, you go for like the simple ones, like the piano, whatever. Yeah. In my opinion, I think it depends on how creative the person is. If some people probably need all of that extra hoopla, you know. Yeah. Some people don't. And I guess like I've just always been that person that doesn't need all that extra stuff. I don't really like beats that overpower my voice because. You know, when I'm saying something, I want people to listen and people to hear me. Exactly. So it's not like I'm trying to find like a hundred instruments in one thing. Uh, just, Sometimes yeah, I like, like to, I, um, I, I like to turn down the EQ to put it down to like the, or it's just the bass to give it just a beat and then like a little that to give the rapper more more room to fucking rap on. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, what were you saying again? Um, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> we we come at a um at a certain intersection. I don't know where it's left, and I don't know what's right. <laughs> where's the where's the where's the break, bro? I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Alrighty. I'm back. I still got a whole lot more stuff to say. No props. I'm like the techies guy, bro. I'm like the most interesting guy on the res. Exactly, exactly. L O G res. No probs. And with that, we'll take a little break, listener. I'm here all week. Six reasons why the West was wild. Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Casey Shamashko, Dermot Mulroney, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen. I like these odds. Young Guns, rated R. Hello, hello, welcome back. Oh, you motherfucking fly. There's a fly in my room. But yeah, um... We're back with L O G Rez. He went to do the to do the dirty, yeah. <laughs> um I'm proud of it. Exactly. You should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, um what 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 do I got on this thing? Let's see. Let's see on top of the head. Oh, local artist. Oh yeah, local shout artist. Out. I wanna do my I wanna do my shout out to like I said, Cody O G. Waiting on my cousin out there doing his thing. I think he's still making music. Keep his SoundCloud whenever you want. He's always playing on some new tracks. And he's also working with a lot of Arizona artists, too, you know. Um, that's just kind of like in his area. Phoenix and, um, who else? Oh, where did the homie KCB Doughway, 491? Also, Young Spongy. Let's see, Lancey is also from Sheet Springs, which is down in the 491 for me. Um, right next to Tisco Mountain. We also did a collaboration track, me and Lancy. I believe it's called uh, Res 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 Boy Freestyle. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, we both reached out to each other. That was when I first first put on my SoundCloud too. So it's not like I had a lot of traction. So every way that I was wanting to collab, I just kind of did it. And I still like that to this day. I'm just I don't know. I'm just down to collab. I'm down to. I love getting on tracks with other people, and I love being like asked to, to um, do tracks on other people's beats because it just gives me so much more motivation to try to show out, you know, show my talent. So exactly. when, you, when you told me about, yeah, when you, when you gave me the opportunity to freestyle to this one beat you gave me, I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I didn't shy away now for a second. I was like, no, all right, for sure, I'm gonna try to write something and maybe see, uh, maybe try to uh, try to put something together. You know what I mean in my head because that's kind of like the hardest thing to do for artists in general. I hear a lot about writer's block. Exactly, I, I suffer from yeah. writer's block. <laughs> Bro, I've been down that road at the time too. So, the worst time to get it is when you're doing like a final paper. That's for sure. 
Jesus. On the different on the different spectrums of being creative from the from being in school and also just trying to write music. It's, all the same. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I learned from writer's block and how to like overcome it is just basically to write anything. It doesn't matter what you want or like 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 that's how I don't know if you heard my latest song, Piccadilly one oh one. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's how that became because like I was I was I had I had writer's block bad and I was like, fuck, I can't really write anything. And I was like I I remember that that quote saying like just write whatever you want. Eventually Bro, you'll get into it. Bro, Man, props to you and anybody that can do that. Cause I, I, I have homies that also do that too. But when it comes to the freestyle, they're like, "See what you do on top of your head, just right off the top of your head." Oh, I think I might think too much. I think that's my problem. <laughs> I just say anything, like yeah, you know, like, my grandma's and young getting always told me, you know, your problem is you think too much. You know, everybody <laughs> always tell me that's the case. Funny today is still my problem. It's probably my own weakness. Think too much. Exactly. But, but yeah, that's why when it comes to writing, I actually sit back and I, I put myself in a position. I try to, uh, I try to put myself in that thought and actually feel them things. Yeah, because mostly because you you write like kind of serious topics, which I which is like. Me, if you listen to my songs, they're mostly like half serious and yeah. half fucking funny. So like me, I don't really. My I'm just chilling and i'm like okay i'll make a shitty a cheesy song about fucking piccadillys but you i kind of get that like you you will be like how the fuck you big time because your podcast that you got right now like this thing is legit like i was sitting back listening to them and (laughs) it's just kind of cool how you like i said you put an entire community around the cringe because a lot of people don't know what cringe means but i mean like cringe for me like then that's cringe like it makes you cringe up you know what I mean like yeah. it's unpleasant to watch but it's also you want to keep looking exactly that's kind of yeah yeah and if you don't ever cringe then are you even living exactly I, I created the the cringe thingy because like you said like when we first started out you you had like these big dreams or whatever but then like people shit on it you know what I mean yeah cause I when I when I first started my when I dipped my toes in rap it was just like a year out of high school and here everybody was like dissing on me. They were like, this shit's wack. This shit's fucking sucks. Then I'm like, what the fuck? Then there was, they kept saying, this shit's cringe. This shit's fucking cringe. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I, I am cringe. And I was like, I had that me- mental dingy where it's like, I'm going to embrace like the fucking, the cringe side of rap. Where like, everybody wants to be goats. Everybody wants to be gods. They want to be kings on the mic. But nobody wants to acknowledge where they, beca- where they fucking became because everyone sucked in the beginning. Like, no one was fucking yeah. good. Eminem fucking sucked. The game fucking sucked. MGK fucking sucked. And he sucks now. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all suck in the beginning. And that's what I want. Yeah. That's a, that's where the cringe moniker came from. And that's cool. You did it, bro. The red bug mentality. Exactly. The cringe of the century. The what? Red dog mentality? Red dog? No, I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> It's uh, I actually I don't know if you check me out on uh, Spotify or Apple Music yet. Nah, nah, I haven't. I don't really uh-huh. on Spotify. Uh-huh. All I have is um, um, heavy metal songs. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that wait, that's a kind of funny thing too, cause like, you would think I would listen to hip hop. I, I hardly listen to hip hop. I just mostly jam out to heavy metal and punk. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, like about the Red Dog. The genre. No, no, the Red Dog. Yeah, I was actually talking to a homie about something. That's why I made country songs for the hell of it. It's not like I'm going to be a country singer. You get a country singer nowadays, it's kind of rap on their tracks now. 
I kind of did a, something like that for my April Fool's album. It was originally supposed to be me, Big Dick Jeffrey, and Albert Yazzie were supposed to do a country song. But then they bitched out like they usually do. So then I was like, fuck it, man. I have this beat. Might as well just rap on it. And it, I flipped, uh, um, fuck what was that? Um, Hank Williams sings the banjo or something like that. And, uh, I forgot, um, oh. time marches on. <laughs> but yeah, I flipped that and made it into like a rap beat. That's funny. I'm trying to give me a, give me a sample from, uh, Travis Friday from State Line. Uh, State Line, that one's kind of iffy because I know the guy that owns the Masters. And I gotta yeah. get, I gotta get like, it's just well, like legal, no, legal shit. No, uh, Nelly and Kim and Grunt collab. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a a song about the downfall of um res bands, but I'm still, downfall I'm still, Rez, I'm still researching no, bro, that prompt. That. There ain't no downfall. If you say there's a downfall, then that's shit on the legacy of like Hendrix or Ace as well. Or the sundowners, or all the OGs. Like, yeah, but like, like um, yeah. all I see on my Facebook is just state line, and then like how bad they are, and I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah, see, his bands were good. Funny say, it's funny that you say that now because that's the whole reason why I'm trying to start this 491 Entertainment, um, this label. Yeah. You know, me and my me and my manager Izk and uh, my producer D Tag, we've been talking about at least uh, putting together this whole 491 Entertainment as. Maybe not like a label for like signing artists, but maybe just as like a distribution source. Yeah. So that way they can like artists who want that platform can come to us and we can help them distribute their stuff. You know, help them get their CDs out or help them with music videos, promotion, or even just like gigs and things like that. So yeah. that's the reason why because I um like you said, people think that country or country western stuff might be dying out on the red. And that makes me sad because I remember when I was in high school, like, State Line was popping. I think, who else did we have? We had several other country bands come through my high school. You know, I was, I was like, the president of BPA and also, like, the, the VP of, like, uh, National Arms Society. So we used to have these events. And the number one thing that sold, like, kid you not, was when all of these country western bands came through. It might get a little rowdy. Someone <laughs> might lose an answer or two. Maybe a shoe <laughs> or a purse here and there, but... Man, that thing is sold, man. On on some real stuff, people love the music. Everybody dances, everybody gets going. As much as I love hip hop, as much as I put my foot in and my heart and soul into this stuff, like ain't nobody really get down to. I don't really think anybody's ever gonna get down to myself like they get down to State Line or Aces Wild. Exactly. Yeah. So we need some more. We need some more uh, recognition in that, and all the people that are getting recognition like State Line need to quit messing around and shit and just make some good music, you know. They need a fire mo. <laughs> That's all I, I keep hearing is mo. Do, bro, but for real, when my, like five band members or whatever, I don't know how that just went down to just three people. I know, but like I'm gonna lie, like, like the only reason why I'm speaking like this is because you know I was I was a fan. You know? I mean, I guess you would call me a fan still because I listen to them from time to time. Yeah. I mean, especially like as a kid, you know, they were they were kind of like my first heroes because they were like people that were on stage making money, performing, and that might be something I want to do. And like when you grow up and you see a hero doing this and that, you just turn like, damn, bro. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no judgment, but damn, I like your music, bro. I hope you come back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Well, shout out to the the country bands out there. Um, I, well, I know shout one. Out to any country bands, and there's any country bands out there listening to anything. Like I said, I'm open to all genres. Hit me up. Exactly. On my Facebook, um, uh, my Facebook, I'm under Luke Queso. L O U Q U E S O. Yeah, Luke Queso. It's funny because that name actually came about because I I put in the the name for uh, L O G Res, right? Yeah. And it told me that it wasn't a valid name. <laughs> never been so disrespected in my life, bro. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, everywhere else, I, I've been on SoundCloud, on Spotify, everything, and like, there was no artist name underneath that thing, so I put it on Facebook and said that. Yeah. So I was like, man, what do I got to come up with? Because I want to use my real name, you know, that's not me, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I got this name because I worked in construction, and I don't know why I was fucking, they couldn't pronounce Luke. You know, they always say Lucas. <laughs> or they always they couldn't they'll never call me with my real name, bro. And I got pissed off because there's a there's a dude there. His name is Lucas. Yeah. And every time they pronounce like Lucas, like they'll be talking about me, and they'll be getting mad at me because I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And you know they're it's an Al Qaeda guys too, and they don't play when it comes to construction. <laughs> so eventually, like one fool just started calling me Luke Queso. Luke Queso, come here, Luke Queso. I don't know if they were making fun of me or what, but it just took it off and I just ran with it. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what it takes, it was what it takes. It's kind of funny because everywhere, like I, I order my food or, you know, I'm in a scenario where they print my name, where the register heard my name and they got to put it on the paper. Almost, I guarantee, you know, maybe like 80 or 90% of the time, it comes back as them Hello, you, Lou. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> so I just gave up. I gave, I gave up on telling everybody my name is Luke. You know what I mean? It's already bad enough I'm living in Star Wars' shadow. Everybody tells me, how can you like Star Wars? I'm like, bro, oh, you know how many times I've been told, Luke, I'm your father. And I'm like, man, wait too many times you ask me. <laughs> exactly. So, but anyways, yeah, that's uh, Luke Queso on my Facebook. And I also have my PlayStation ID. My PlayStation, I play PS4. He plays Rocket League. Uh, Homeboys yeah. crack at Rocket oh, yeah. League. My name is, my name is uh, Legit on there. Capital L, 133 G I T. Look me up. Me and the boys are always playing Rocket League. We're getting some rounds on Warzone. I ain't gonna lie, I turned into quite a bit gamer since I left the Reds, only because when you grow up from the Reds, you don't got no time to play games, and if you do, you're yelled at the entire time. Exactly, Both exactly. Go outside and things like that. So I never had no console, you know. The only times I ever got to play was with my cousin. You know, my cousin had their consoles, so I would kind of, you know, sneak over from time to time, and I'd play this stuff, or whenever they would sleep in my house, i tell them, you know, bring your, bring your console. That was the only time I got to play. <laughs> so, uh... Yes, and I always had to do all them chores and stuff like that, like at the barn or at ranch and stuff. And so I came out here to UNM, and I was like, wow, I got a lot of time on my hands. And so the very first thing I decided to get was my PS4. And I kid you not, that PS4 is still running. I've had it for, let's see, since 2015. That's how old my PS4 is. I think it sounds like an airplane taking off now. Just need a cleaning. That's all you I'm need scared, to do. bro. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to your podcast of you and... Um, uh, Chief Blackham and I was listening to how you guys are into PCs and things like that. I thought that was pretty cool because yeah, I, I always wanted to do that, but I think it's too complicated. I'm not really able to take with. Yeah, I had to build a uh, size PC, and I was really scared to build his because he got really expensive parts, and I was like, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> Didn't you guys get like the wrong piece or something? Yeah, we got the wrong case. Actually, the case um it's right here by my by my feet. 
I'm I'm saving that case because I'm gonna build another PC. I see. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I've been wanting to get into PC lately because you know some of my buddies got it. They said they like it. You just gotta get used to the controls. Exactly. It took me a year to get used to the controls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do that. I've been playing the uh, I've been playing Rocket League since it came out. Since it was free. I remember I mean, he told me had it like, it was free. Like, it didn't have no mode, no nothing mode, 3v3, no, uh, none of that. It was just straight, I think it was just straight 4v4. Just yeah. not one mode, and next thing out of the years progressed. And then I looked at yesterday where, like, in season 7, so I've literally been there for the whole growth. It's insane. Not bad, not bad. I mean, uh, I've been playing, what is it, Days Gone? Yeah, I have Days Gone as well. They, oh, yeah, is that the, um, the, the motorcycle one, right? Yeah. I fucking love that cool, game. Next thing you know, I start having some nightmares at night, and I wake up, and I'm like, man, I gotta stop playing that. Fucking wake up, sweats. Shit, there's a horde. Yeah. <laughs> I have to but, put ash on my head if I go to bed, I have to play that. Exactly. But the the thing that kind of sucks about that game is that the um, PlayStation kind of fucked over the developers to where they're not going to make a sequel. Oh, really? Yeah, everyone was mad about that. Like, I'm not even done with it yet, but I... I like it has a lot of potential yeah man fucking I, I really fell in love with that game when it first when that game came out Mortal Kombat 11 came out on the same day we got both of those games and I was like I fucking hate Mortal Kombat 11 so I played Days Gone yeah. I'm like this game's fucking badass and then it broke my heart when they said that they ain't gonna make a sequel yeah cause in my opinion it's kind of like a uh, Red Dead Redemption or GTA and kind of like a free free room I think yeah. that's pretty cool you don't get too many games like that. Exactly, exactly. You should. Really, I've been. Oh, you should play. Um, I always say this there, but you should play Seven Days. But but you should wait until the console edition comes out. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing you and uh, you and Chief Blackhand talk about that a lot. Seven Days. It's a, it, I was thinking about it because I'm the type of I'm like a social gamer, so if I'm able to play something with somebody else, then that that's like a big up on me. We have like a so, little server going. I've also, I don't know if you played Splitgate. Have you played Splitgate? Nah. Oh, you haven't played that? Because that's another game that I just, I started playing just because another homie um, plays it. So we've been playing online. Um, I've played a lot of Destiny. I like Destiny. But I haven't played the second one. Destiny 2? Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't played Destiny 2. Wait, I've been playing a lot of 2K. I just recently fell back in love with 2K. Only because it was like $5 online on the PS4 <laughs> store. I was like, holy crap, this thing is usually like $70. In, most, in some cases, like the gold dish is like 100 bucks. You just got to wait like a year and then yeah. the prices drop. And it makes it makes no sense too because like for, like you think about it, you're like, how long does it take for a game to gain traction? And to think about it, 2K is out every year. Like it's so crazy how hard they got to hype it up and after that they got to have 2K festivals and release parties just to make sure this thing keeps running and it's like, it, you know what I mean? I and it's I always full of bugs. <laughs> right. They should like, out of all these 2Ks, they should at least put a native, native on there or something. Make some braids for the hair mode or something. Exactly. All it's all low, or all the hair is still like low quality stuff. Also <laughs> real stuff, I ended up getting the Call of Duty... I think it was World War Two. I don't know if you played that one. Yeah, the original. So I was so upset that they didn't put no co talkers in there, bro. <laughs> I was tearing stuff up on multiplayer, and also like I played the story mode just to see a co talker, and I didn't see no co talker. I was oh so disappointed God. with Activision. Exactly, everyone's disappointed yeah. in Activision. <laughs> All right. 
And then I think the uh, I think Crash Bandicoot came to uh, uh, play PlayStation Four too. Yeah, the the original, and then the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think about trying that because I remember playing that on like the PS Two, I believe. The, these were the, these ones are that one's the remakes of the ones from the PS One games. I see. But yeah, I, I, uh, I really love the, those. The game, the game that I can't stand the most that I've ever played though was the Legend of Zelda on the Wii. Uh, Twilight Princess or uh, I believe it was Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. I haven't really yeah. played Twilight Princess. Heard a lot oh, of my, good things about baby, it. My baby brother is. My baby brother, we're 14 years apart, but um, he freaking he beat that twice. I'm, like, oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> I couldn't right. even beat it. Like I don't even think I was recorded through it. He beat it twice. <laughs> these, these younger breeds, they're a different generation, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, um, I always remember, always tell um my brother and my um my nephews, I'm like, at age six, I beat Final Fantasy seven. And to be honest, I didn't know yeah. what the fuck I was doing. All I remember was that I was grinding, and I didn't know it was grinding. I just liked the little, the little yellow birds, and I would just kill people. And then there, I got to the point yeah. where I, I beat the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like we be playing uh, Mortal Kombat or even um, Smash Bros. And I, I don't know why, bro. I suck at this. Like I always get my ass kicked by that. Like. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm getting controls wrong. I don't know if the character. I don't know what it is, bro. But I like playing it though. Like I, I, I played the Mortal Kombat. I forget what the one they have. I think it's the XL or something like that. Oh yeah, so, ten. Yeah, so I've been playing that one, and I think I, that one I actually got for free on the PS4 store. Like shit, everything's going on a clearance on there. Exactly. Everybody keep your PS4s. <laughs> Oh, um, we should get a PC every um summer and winter. They always had their famous Steam sales, and boy, you can get games for a dollar, <laughs> and AAA games for a dollar. I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I got Half Life, the complete Half Life series for like five dollars. That's what you're I'm talk, playing through right talking now. About, you're talking about you're talking about like Gamefly or something like that. No, no. Um, on on the PC, the only way or there's like multiple ways to buy oh. games. But the main way to buy a game, buy games, is um the Steam, the Steam um user or whatever, the Steam client, and that's where like you buy all the games from, mostly all the games I should say, and they're really famous for like their their Steam sales, because they go from like fifty percent off all the way to like ninety nine percent off. They're basically free sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's so, where I'm, bro, I just I'm save my money. My, uh... I tried to tell you the top five producers as well. Forgot, gotta circle it back all the way. Oh around. yeah, oh yeah, fucking rewind. Got lost in the sauce. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm one of the people that just that gets a little bit lost in the rabbit hole whenever I like. I can watch a, I can watch a conspiracy video on YouTube, and I'm just done for the rest of the day. I'll be in just chilling in the crib watching conspiracy video after conspiracy video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, one day I was kicking back, you know, I was just like watching a video, and you know, my girl was just kind of, "What are you watching?" <laughs> like I was all watching, I was watching the freaking like uh, a, a dude's YouTube channel about how he just uh, landscapes everybody's yards. Oh my god, I yeah, like, seen that guy. Like, so I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> I can just sit there. Just, I feel like one of those my generations of an old dude sitting back on a book about boats. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, um, anyway, well, that 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 explains. Oh wait, that explains, not explains, but like, that's the point of the show. It's 
the Uzumaki podcast. Not we didn't name it because of Uzumaki, because of Naruto. Everyone thinks that it's Uzumaki because we're spiraling out of control. Uzumaki is Japanese for spiral. That's real cool, man. I respect. I respect things that actually have a meaning behind it. You know, you be hearing a lot of artists or I don't know people that just create things. They create things that have no uh, meaning behind it or no. There's just no meaning, and you're just like, how did you, how do you explain it to somebody what it means? Yeah. I mean, I was always told if you're going to do something, you might as well have a meaning behind it. Like, L-O-G, exactly. you know, primarily L-O-G stands for my real name, my government name, but I also like to think that L-O-G stands for living opportunities good, because when you're from the mm. red, that's all you ever do. That's all you can do is just live every opportunity good as they come towards you. Yeah. Damn. But, um, yeah, so uh, my top five producers, I would have to say start out with Scott Storage. Scott Storage? He, he produced, yeah, he produced a couple of tracks for the game. And I'm just like, he's, he's, he's phenomenal on the piano. I don't know if you've seen videos of him. Nope. Yeah, but if you look on YouTube, there's some videos of Scott Storage just like simultaneously coming up with these beats just right off in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I should look but, that up, Scott yeah. Storage. In your but yeah, and uh, there's also D Tag, my one and only uh, always, always. Shouts out to D Tag. Oh, shouts out D Tag. <laughs> see, and I also say my my third one would be uh, Chaos. Chaos. Chaos is also a pretty good producer. Like I said, check out Call the Sad Kid on all platforms. That's all platforms. Produced by Chaos, recorded and mixed and everything. He also uh, mixed and mastered the track Red Lapagos as well. Not I don't bad. know. I'm I'm pretty big on speaking in metaphors and applying things to other like completely other different topics. So what I always say is that the reservation is like the Galapagos Islands. I don't Ooh. know if you even know about Charles Darwin studying the Galapagos yeah. Islands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you know Charles Darwin literally went all the way out to these islands just because he knew there was already species of animals that lived there. But he didn't know what kind. He just knew that it was a place of prestigious, you know, stuff that happened with evolution. So he went out there and he was seeing all of these crazy creatures and he just studied them and he tried to make sense of how they evolved, how they overcame all of the obstacles that they needed to in order to survive in the Galapagos Island. Yeah. And I like to pretend that to the reservation because when you think about it, we just, we evolved, we evolved from the res. I mean, we were always we were always on the res. There was really no reservation before the long walk. Yeah. So we were just living. But after after the long walk, and we were sent to a reservation. That's where we really had the game changed, and that's where we really had to step up our game and survive. And we had to figure out how to evolve with it if we want to survive for future generations to continue on. We got to evolve, and so I always. I always talk about evolution on the reservation as pertaining to Res Lapagos. You know, I changed Galapagos to Res Lapagos. Damn, not bad, not bad. But yeah, so, you know, uh, Chaos makes a mess of that one. Another producer, I would say, uh, like I said, Dr. J, and also Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin wants something. <laughs> exactly. And not bad, not bad. Decent top five. Uh, also, top five rappers. That's what I was just I gonna ask. Say, <laughs> man, everybody's gonna count. Everybody's probably gonna jock me for uh, for saying they're mainstream or whatever. But I don't care. This is my opinion. Exactly. Top five rappers. All right, let's get it. First one is Kendrick Lamar. Well, I kid you not. The uh, 
the man is a freaking lyricist, and if you do not mess with his music, then exactly, you, just, you don't understand him. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, J Cole as well, second. Always. Oh. Uh, hey, can you hear something? Mm, nope. That's weird. Right. I think I'm just stuff. Oh my God, Yannis, they're coming right. for you. Jonesy, bro, they're trying to mess with this interview. God bro, damn that's it. That's what I always say. Every time something's always going wrong, every time something's going against the plan, going against the plan, the homies are like, fuck, man, Jonesy is messing it all up. Damn. Jonesy's after you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So he's right now, he's messing up his interview. But, anyways, he ain't going to win today. Exactly. All right, so let's get it. So we're back to J. Cole. I think his performances are phenomenal. I've been watching his live performances, like at Rolling Loud. Yeah. And to even imagine that somebody can do an hour long set in front of thousands, I think is insane. But to think that that's where this stuff really leads you to, like, that's pretty cool. It really just makes you do, like, me really dream about it, you know? Yeah. It just might. Also, Nas. Always. Nas is probably, like, one of the, one of the greatest lyricisms, lyricists of, uh, of our time, in my opinion. Exactly. I guess all Illmatic. His whole Illmatic, his whole Empire State of Mind, like, it is just a masterpiece. Like, he, everything that he did for his hood and everything that he did for just New York and the hip culture and just letting it be known from the style to the fashion to the cadence, like, that stuff really vibrated the entire world. Exactly. From the East and the West, all the way to Dubai, all the way to, you know, India. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard that, you know what I mean? Exactly. And it just kind of it, it really makes you think, like the really the power of the pen. How far can it really take you? And uh, the next, the fourth one, and these aren't in order. So I, I mean, these guys are all up there on the same level, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, the fourth one would be Biggie Smalls. Biggie. I just yeah, Biggie. I just I don't know. I just love all of his work from just like his attitude. It's just like the, the rawness. The emotion, the just don't give a don't give a damn attitude. Exactly. And especially just like watching watching it more and more. Like my generation is coming up more and more with uh, movies about artists or people's lives and things like that. So I tuned into the movie and I was like, this is this is crazy. I didn't know this much about him, you know, this and that. And of course, you know, he's one of the great. Exactly. And another one on the list I would have to say is Tupac, West Coast. Tupac, not bad. Yeah, that's, Tupac, the reason why, I ain't gonna lie, that's the whole reason why I got my nose ring, you know, I was just kind of like, I was real looking at that nose ring, and I was just kind of like, mm, am I just crazy enough to try to get one? Exactly, that, that, I mean, have you ever, what's that? Have you have you ever got a nose piercing? No, I, I haven't pierced have anything. You, you don't have any nose piercing either? No, the, oh, the closest God. thing I got pierced was when I stepped on a nail. <laughs> <laughs> Got that tennis shot piercing. But but yeah, um, me and my brother, because uh, he does the he does the cover art. He was like, um, I was like, you better get every detail, even that nose ring, because <laughs> we're trying That's to work. Though. We were working on your face this um this a while ago. He was like, I I, I can't really do it. I was like, you can't do it. Just give him a weird smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um... I ended up. I just. I'm not spontaneously. Just one day. I mean, I was already thinking about it for a while. And I just thought I'm going to have my nose pierced. I just screw it, and I just ended up going down there. And I was thinking that everything was going to be against it. There was going to be some sign telling me not to do it. And 
I'm, I'm big on signs, you know. Call me superstitious. I'm just native. I'm just raised like that. Exactly. Sure enough, we just kept rolling, kept rolling, and then we got there. And then not only was it, I think not only was it only like $10 or whatever, they were like, oh, there's a discount for people that their first time getting first time or something. And they ended up dropping down like $5, bro. And I kid you not, I ended up just getting it. And I go, why? I didn't really expect it. Feel like that. I got my. I have both my ears pierced, so you know I felt that I didn't. I didn't feel anything at all. Yeah. And uh, but when I got my nose pierced, it's just kind of crazy because your nose is just all cartilage. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do with that? It doesn't break or anything. So they literally have this pin. It's a pretty thick ass fucking pin, bro. Like <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a tiny one, but nah. They're like, you ready? And I was like, yeah. And they have something holding it in place. And that dude just shoved it down there. And, you know, when you feel like something is going to, uh, it's not going to expand. You're like, oh, it's not going to go through. But then it goes through, and you're just like, damn, it's through. <laughs> it's just like sticking out. And it didn't it didn't hurt or anything like that. But I don't know. I don't know what, um, how'd you say, what nerves or whatever in your nose. You know, kind of like when you get hit in the face by a basketball. Like a pressure? And you, yeah, yeah, like like it. Like your eyes just naturally tear up. Like you're not crying or whatever, but this morning just like a single teardrop, bro. Like SpongeBob, you know, yeah. SpongeBob single teardrop. Save the friendship. That's what I was like, bro. God. <laughs> I was like, oh damn. I was like, so that's it. He's like, yeah, that's it. And I walked out with the nose ring. <laughs> well, that was a pretty pretty cool story. All right, bro. It's it's some cringe to take home with you. <laughs> well, we should start wrapping things up. Uh, um, before we go, what what do you got any projects, mixtapes, albums, collabs, anything to look forward to? Um, well, aside from the album, the fulcrum that I have on all platforms, I also have all of the singles that are out right now. And like I said, I have about four or five tracks that are on their way. I'm debating if I should just release them all as singles or if I should put them just on like one EP. Yeah, but, um, that should probably be coming within a few months or so. But I'm I'm planning on doing some more shows. Like right now, I work on the weekends, so I'm not able to do that stuff yet. But I mean, next year for sure, all next summer, I'm gonna be hitting up locations. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be trying to get on stage 49 for gatherings. So not bad. I don't know. I just plan on keep on putting out projects. Oh, I also want to. Uh, I'm gonna be hosting the basketball tournament next year. I'm just saying next year because it'll be next summer. Yeah. I was supposed to have it this summer, but, you know, uh, some things came through and I uh, wasn't able to do it this summer. And so next summer we're planning on having a res ball tournament, which is going to be on all dirt courts with some homemade res ball basketball goals. So <laughs> all you res dogs know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to explain nothing. But, so just keep that. You know, it's coming up from 491 Entertainment, sponsored. And um, like I said, go look out for these other artists, Cody OG. My cousin. Also, look at my other cousin, Zag, Z-A-G-G. He's from Gala. He performed that Juggernaut a few times. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, all of these artists. You know, support your local artists. Make exactly. Sure that you all listen to stuff that pertain to you. You know, you can listen to all the other stuff, too. But make sure you all tune in to your local artists. Don't sleep on them. Exactly. They'd be telling your stories. They'd be out here trying to. Having the people feel what you feel. They're trying to be on your side, so don't be trying to jack the style like that. Exactly. And where where could the listeners find you? Like on your Facebook, so PlayStation listeners, again? Yeah, 
So the listeners can go in and find me on uh, Facebook. Like I said, Lou Queso, L-O-U-Q-U-E-S-O. Send me a friend request. I'll add you. Everything is all open, so it's not like I'm saying my page is all private and not. It's not my business stuff. So if you want to get at me for some collaboration or even for some shows, you know, that I could possibly make, um, just just ask me that way. And once again, my SoundCloud, look up L-O-G Rez, L-O-G Rez. And on all platforms as well. So don't miss out. Stay tuned. Watch watch the Red Dog make some moves. And once again, my PS4, uh, my PS4 name is legit. L133GIT. So check me out if you want to run some squads on Warzone. Get some skirmishes on Warzone. I'm all about all that. Well, there you have it, folks. LOG Rez. Raining from Tohachi and not AZ. I don't know what you were thinking about, Louie. Why would you say that? Please don't listen to the other podcast episode. (laughs) And uh, thank you for being on the show. Sure. I made it cringe. Always be with you. Exactly. Keep it cringe, everybody. Even you, LOG Rez. Log Rez. Um, Tohachi. Exactly, not to hodulate. If there's one thing they're good at, what scum? It's being bad. Politicians, bankers, cattle kings, scum. Quit napping on the job, Bob! Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Christian Slater, Balthazar Getty, Alan Ruck. James Coburn and William Peterson as Pat Garrett. Young Guns 2. I'll make you famous. PG-13. Starts Wednesday, August 1st at theaters everywhere. The Cringe of the Century. Yeah. Welcome to the L.O.G. Rez episode. Thank y'all for being here and letting me serenade y'all. Yeah. Shout out Uzumaki with crunching balls like pockets hotter than Takis. No other place I'll be throwing shade in the mix. We rocking Chief Black Hand. Got the ones and twos knocking. Got some stories to tell. Made it out the rest where it's hot as hell. Hitting shots with braids like Tony Snell. We got a little something if you can't spell. Observing the elements. Had no time to settle in. Shades on like a samurai in the summer. Cold classic. Uzumaki crew in the hummer. Better not slumber. We burning rubber. Ain't no other. It's the way of the cringe. Proceed cautious. You might singe. They say the Real and rock fringe with the fake name sake on the fridge. I'm a real res 90s baby on the bridge. Don't ask me why, that's just how it is. You the feds, how you stay on my biz from the 19 with Ariata playing YT 491. Front right over buns, pioneering the way. I leave him stunned. My mind is my weapon. I can't be outgunned over the top. I can't be outdone. After this podcast, I might be the chosen one. Podcast of the Chiefs, post sign apply my position in the reef. Shade and the sin, change your belief. First on scene, he the reporter from the streets Voice of the peace, might let some tracks leak To let him know how steep the incline The industry ain't for the weak Ain't no time to get lost in the sauce G-Town won't let it, chasing the bag For that chili that's breaded You can't paint the colors, I see where I'm from Red rocks, the potholes, to the white smoke The burning nostrils, looking like Eastwood With one eye low, if you tuned in I know you woke, who's 
them, I keep keeping it real. This ain't for appeal. You can hide from Mr. Innocent and his sidekick, Chief Black Hand. And if you don't know, you better ask your mans. Change your plans and listen to this podcast. Tune in, you know what time it is. Yeah. I shall finish again.